Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Adrian, we're doing it. Jace. What's happening, mate? I'm here. You here? I'm here. How's Just, the drive? Um, two hours of uh, of hell. Really? No, nah, it's a war zone out there. A few beaners on the road today, mate. A few beaners. What's that mean? Uh, people looking to die, I guess. Yeah, fair enough. In and out. In and out. <laughs> <laughs> so what's news, mate? You, uh, um, I got you on the potty because yeah. not only are you just one of my favourite people to be around <laughs> and talk to, but you're like a. Um, a cat in the sense that you've lived like nine lives like mm-hmm. we've had the military side yep. the monster side the barefoot bushman <laughs> bow hunting animal side and now the gym owner yep. protein brand so mm. i feel like there's just a lot to talk about with a guy like you yeah i you know what i, I have i have lived nine lives i probably lived more actually. yeah probably i got away with more than that in lives too actually i think but no no it's been good actually um yeah, from the military to, you know, as a physical training instructor to, you know, a few overseas jobs here and there and whatever. So it's been good. And then opportunity over in the States to head over there with uh, with a cell phone company, which was completely out of my realm, I guess. But no, came up, came up good. And then opportunity over in the States and then uh, into a new world, I guess, that I hadn't seen. So it was good. And then, um, yeah, and then Monster in 2008. Um, they sort of, I went to them, they came to me and, and knew that I'd been part of the brand for a long time. So helped them. I mean, I remember probably in the first instance, you know, with Monster, and a lot of people don't know, it's part of Hanson's Beverage, which is obviously the big group, obviously separated uh, from that group. But Hanson's Beverage was a, a company that, you know, was basically in receivership. And then, you know, so a couple of guys took it over. And uh, as they took it over, they, they paid pretty pretty low dollar for it. And then... Um, it was the beverage group and the juices and all the rest of it and then it came up with Hanson's energy drink which is Hanson's was, was the 250 mil um, they actually gave me about uh, a pallet of it one day and said just give it to Yamaha or Troy who we were sponsoring at the time Boost was sponsoring at the time and I said I said yeah okay no problem I mean we didn't have a sponsorship and then it was free product and a bit of cash and then you know Chad was running it and a few other guys and then so I didn't know that Chad yeah. and them run Hanson's Energy through Yamaha or Troy yeah. what year would that have been like that was 2000 02? no no that was in 2000 and uh that was 2003 2004 yeah okay yep. so yeah Hanson's was on the front part of the uh 
of the fork guard actually they yeah, had a, right. a can on there so they made it it was a black can it didn't really go well with the bike i don't think but at the end of the day that was the only spot that they could probably afford at the time and they were just sort of looking at the moto scene and thinking you know this is probably a good area to be in it was you know the energy drink trade is is was basically i think around about 2000 2002 became the new cigarette money basically yeah because it was you know a long time between drinks between cigarette money and and something else that actually could probably afford that high octane uh race section and race cars and enduros and all the rest of it and that was you know where why do you think that the cigarettes went so well with that community because like you'd see marlborough in formula one and and then you're when you were actually talking about this on the phone the other day and you said Mm. it's like the new cigarette money yeah it made me think that yeah Mm. the winnie winfield and all those companies were Mm. in motorsports Mm. and then it's a really similar demographic to the whole energy thing but like if you backtrack why did why did cigarettes go down that road you know what it's you know i think it's it was it was it was aspirational because cigarettes hadn't had the the bad rap they did i think back in the you know 50s 60s 70s i mean cigarettes were given to people that had anxiety you know a doctor would subscribe and say mate take up smoking you know because you got too much anxiety cigarettes will help you out you know i mean even my mum uh, you know, she had a few stressful moments. Take smoking up; that'll that'll be good for you. This is yeah. back in the seventies, even back in the seventies. So I think, I think the cigarette money uh, associated itself with you know that that cool that, that, cool, yeah, that uh, calm, you know ca- you know before yeah. the race have a cigarette, calm yeah. your nerves. Yeah, um, right. Outdoor, the Marlborough man was a cool dude. He was he was rugged. He was strong. It was you know that that's the guy to aspire to be. Wear yeah, a country yeah, yeah. hat, and you know, and it was it, you know it was around that that scene. I think, and then that high octane but then i think everything changed because you know red bull i mean even from their early days i mean just being such a small brand but then you know that that austrian you know significance of you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build a drink that can vitalize you and get you going for the day and everything else and that's what i think the action sports industry is and I, you know there's not there's not too many people sitting on the moto line drinking monster and red bull they're drinking water out of a Red Bull monster yeah. <laughs> container yeah. because, again, it's probably not the... It's not really what's going to actually fuel you no. for a race environment. But. No, it's not going to fuel you for a race environment and, you know, the amount of caffeine and all the rest of it. But I think that it was just that that, that new generation and, and, and people were grasping it really quick too. It was like, wow, all right, this is actually starting to happen. And, you know, Red Bull, I think, from a strategy perspective you know just had it out there and they had that kind of free reign in the u.s market you know from you know back in 97 98 they had that free reign and they had that just just put it in clubs and pubs and you know just see how it goes they didn't really i don't think really start to push hard probably like until hone in like hone a, in. a real yeah. brand identity like they yeah. have now because that i mean i do a lot of work for those guys yep. obviously and it's <clears> like it's so tight oh, it and is. controlled yeah. and it's very um mm. everything's super calculated with those guys it and is and I think that I guess maybe that's where once it switched from Hanson to Monster, mm. Monster almost just did the exact opposite to Red Bull. They did and tried to hit yep. the other side of the coin. Yep. They did, yeah, and, and, and it was super successful. Like oh, it, just, it was. It was yeah, massive. it was. Yeah, it was a big. Uh, it was a big change. Actually, it was. You know, looking at, at and even talking to Red Bull guys too. There was it was just a it was a plan. This mm. is what we're doing. This is what we're going to do. And we're not going to deviate. This is how we're going to do it. And this is how we're going to roll out. And this is our price point. This is our marketing strategy. This is whatever. Even the small can. They, yeah, the small you know, can. They, it, was, it took a lot, lot for them to go away from that small yeah. can. Well, it was it was Monster that influenced yeah. Red Bull to switch up. Yeah. And they're like, well, the volume game is here. And you need to compete. If you don't compete, you're not competing in the space anymore. Because 
Americans is bigger, better. Like yeah, whatever massive, they can get, yeah. I mean, whatever they can get. So, you know, it was interesting to watch the slide between 2004 and oh, probably more 2007 actually through to about 2010 between Red Bull and Monster, I think, and market share, volume share, price share, all the rest of it. So, I mean, Monster had a strategy of here's a pallet of Monster, take yeah. it out to the motor track. Yeah. And then it, it became identified as that's just the, it's just like, like whatever marketing the, let's almost. just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. All right. And see what happens, you yeah. know? So there was no real, I mean, they, they had actually a strategy and their strategy was not to be like Red Bull. Yeah. Okay, that, that was yeah, their strategy. Yeah, yeah. Let's go do everything else that sets us aside from doing that. And that was the same sort of, if it was a cool idea, we should, you know, we should, uh, we should do that. Let's, let's go do that. And yeah. as long as we're, you know, not going down to the, uh, to the polo and uh, trying to compete down there with Red Bull, well, they didn't do that. So I think, I think Red Bull and Monster, even though they compete for market share, they still got a very different strategy and where they are. I mean, Monster's obviously in Formula One, but they're not in the same way as what Red Bull is. No. I mean, Red Bull's on a completely different sort of that scale. peak engineering, right. like, yeah. which yeah, is... Very precise, you know, yeah. very, very niche, very... You know, look, if you go into a nice club and you want to, you know, impress a chick, you know, and this is with my without my monster hat on because i'm you know that's just what i you know I, where i've been i guess not yeah. in the red bull side but you're probably going to be with a 250 mil can and be seen with that yeah you're probably not going to slug on a big 500 yeah <laughs> look yeah it's so like it's so nascar yeah, it you is, know what i mean it is. Like but if you're going to go yeah but if you're going to go to state of origin you want to be whacking out a you know yeah. a 500 yeah and you want to be mixing it up with whatever high octane situation it is and that's what you probably want so i think very, very different marketing strategies. And, you know, look, when I come over here, it was exactly the same strategy. Adrian, here's a credit card, mate. See how you go. You know, you know us. Have a crack. Have a crack. Have yeah. a go. You know, throw so some you, parties, get some throw people Throw some parties. Stoked. You get some people stoked. You know, get some sampling teams out there. Just, you know, allow for the budget for how many fines you're going to get for yeah. the next month because you're going to be in the wrong parking spot. You're in the wrong sampling spot. Council's not going to let you do this. They're not going to let you do that. And that was that don't give a shit attitude that was yeah. kind of like, let's just go do that and see how much trouble we can cause and then see if we can get out of it. Because yeah. in that space too, like no bad publicity is no. good publicity. No, like it just no. didn't matter, eh? No, it didn't matter. And I even remember sitting on the a funny story, but I, <laughs> you know, Mark Hall, he's a, he's a great guy. I mean, Rodney Sachs and Mark Hall both great guys and and he you know mark hall looked after more of the strategy and the marketing aspect of of monster you know he came from arizona iced tea and came yeah. over with the you know let's let's be you know the strategy for monster was double the size the same price as yeah. red bull that was the strategy we're going to give twice the volume for, for the same price so if people are looking at it especially an american well, i'm going to tell you that yeah i get i get twice as much so let's 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 take the twice as much for the same price yeah. okay so same amount of, you know, more caffeine, more volume, more everything because, you know, per hundred. Big is better. Yeah, big is better. And that's, that's kind of how it was. But, you know, I even remember, you know, when we were looking for a distribution partner here in Australia, even though Coke distributed part of Monster in America and PepsiCo distributed and Anheuser-Busch and that obviously a, a massive chain of distribution arms in, uh, in the States. But, you know, I went to Coke and they'd already put in you know, so much money into Mother. You know, and that, yeah, yeah, right, because you know, so, they own Mother, huh? That's right, yeah. So, I mean, they've got, you know, you've got Coca-Cola Company. Because okay. was V the biggest one in Australia? Yeah, yes, in volume. And who owned V? So, Frucor owns 
so Frucor and then they sold out to Centauri. Um, so, you know... That was like its own little just full oh, Aussie startup that just exploded. Uh, New Zealand. Oh, was New Zealand. New Zealand? Yeah, New Zealand, yeah. So it was, uh, you know, they had the... And they were the small can yep, kind of they're deal. They the small can. And they, and, they yep. like barely marketed. Nah, really. yeah. I mean, they were very just a... Uh, it, was, it was a, uh, you know, the commodity of sitting there in a gas station you mm. need a bit of energy mm-hmm. you know and go to the fuel and it was like first to market almost That's like right. against red yeah. bull yeah yeah it was i mean you know red bull been here for a while but i mean i even remember v in bottles i remember back in you know oh, years, 90 years ago 5 90, yeah. 94 you know like oh you should have a v while you're driving you know a bit of energy yeah you know? and that's what it was sort of you know you looked at it as and um but on a volume spin i mean still i don't know what the, the stats are today but i would i would still bet my better bottom dollar that that v is still the volume holder here yeah, in australia right. um, they would sell more volume here in australia now rebels kind of always a bit of an unknown because you know they're so big in the clubs and pubs and that volume's never really known yeah from a price share perspective so but you know they'd be doing you know probably 150 200 million probably in you know just clubs and pubs you yeah, know in australia wild, which is, i mean the business is over a billion dollar industry in australia so you know it's a it's it's, it's big news and um i think people underestimate well, they don't underestimate. They, you know, the reason why Coca Cola and PepsiCo and all the rest of it want to distribute that brand because they brands, just know the power of it. Know the brand, know really the power. Like, soft drinks are going out the door. Yeah, because yeah. you're drinking a soft drink nowadays, and there's so much information out there mm. that they're just dog shit. Yeah, and it's like we know Red Bull and Monster, mm. and they've got similar sugar and everything. But at least you could be able to pull something out of it yep. if you're tired yep. or or need energy in That's the right. form of that caffeine and Tirana mm. or Grana or yep. whatever, whatever yeah. it is. That's right. So, yeah. I mean, at least it, you can kind of rationalize having a Red Bull yep. or a V mm. or a Mother or whatever yep. from a purely uh, functional standpoint. Yep. Yep. You really can't justify soft drink anymore. No, nah, like nah. well, I mean, the, the research is out there. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at soft drink for taste and, you know, it's got sugar. You know, but for the same dollar, you can go and get 160 milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, and sugar if you want. You know, you can go for a green monster with sugar in it, same sugar as Coke. You can get, you know, the same sort of stuff. So the energy drink really offers so much more to the consumer. Yeah. So you know the and it's the like soft the lesser of two that's evils right. in a way. Yeah. yeah well, you well, kind of know like, what you, you're well, going to get something out of it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're looking at ultra, you're looking at sugar free, you're looking at all these things with Red Bull and Monster and all that. All right, well, there's no sugar, so that's cool. But it's caffeine. Tastes all right. I'm going to have one of those. So, you know, the, the soft drink trade in itself has been from a volume side and even from a um, you know, pushing out has is, is, is been on the downfall for a static and downfall now for the last probably eight years, nine years. So, you know, they're not, it's not getting any better for them. So they're actually having to buy into other brands, distribute yeah. other brands because, you know, Coca-Cola has a massive distribution arm in Australia. But why not? make five bucks ten bucks off of a distributing a case of monster yeah. then losing that market share due to so their dollars are going up they might be losing market share but their dollars are still coming in to support you know the company so they you know everyone's looking for the for the new answer you know yeah. when it comes to beverage everyone's looking for the new answer and that is what else do we need to be in you know the healthiness of things are going up you know protein itself is going up like people are looking at yeah, okay, what, what, what do i want what do i need and people are a lot more careful with i think they're with their, uh, you know, what they're buying now, they want to, they want to see it. They want to, 
what am I getting? You know, what's if, healthy? If we're gonna like, if we're gonna draw a comparison between the cigarette industry and the energy drink or yep. soft drink industry, <clears throat> can you see a point where mm. um, soft drink and energy drinks are regulated in a similar way that cigarettes are, or do you just think it's that's too far? I think it's. I think they're not going to be able to do it. I think you know, there's a you know, there's the beverage companies have a um, an obligation to make sure that the warnings are there. They have an obligation to make sure that it's not, um, you know, I guess advertised in the wrong way and the, the warnings well, and all the rest Red of Bull's it. Red Bull's super cautious about kids. Yep. Yeah, like, they are. That's yep. a huge. If it if even like from our video production side, mm. if a kid looks like he could be under sixteen, yep. we can't use it. No, that's right. And and you know what? Um, and Monster sees that as probably more of a. I think it's just a legal cover yeah. you're asking. Yeah, it is. It is, and and, and I think Monster and, uh, and and Red Bull are basically in the same sort of line, I guess. There, but like, what they're looking, you know, where Monster has actually captured a great market is that the kids look at Monster as their drink, whereas yeah. they look at Red Bull as their dad's drink. Yeah, right. Because the generation that's come through from '96, '97, '98, that generation is is my age. Okay, yeah. so. I was the Red Bull era. I'm the, you know, that and whatever. So, but if I'm going to look for something outside what my dad's having, well, Monster's the new cool thing. That's what I want because yeah. I want to be like that. And I, I want to be extreme. I want to be everything else. And, you know, uh, and that's where Monster's really captured that, you know, they've got the volume, they've got the, you know, that, that, that probably youth aspect. But Red Bull's not going away. No. And they never will no. because. First to market, man. Like when they're you, very precise. When, yeah, like you look at um, like GoPro. <clears throat> Mm. There's so many spin-offs of a GoPro camera, yep. but they were the first to market. Right. So anyone that's uneducated could yep. be a, like, this is where Sony, that's mm. like Sony tried to come in. Yep. They're everywhere. They're yep. one of the biggest brands and in terms of brand recognition, right. they're one of the biggest brands on the planet yep. and they couldn't mm. get past that stigma of like, mm. oh, that's a GoPro. Yeah. No, no, no. That's a Sony that's action a Sony, cam. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want that. I don't want just, <laughs> I Isn't want it that. just a GoPro? So yep. and Red Bull has that same sort of thing. They're like, yep. like, even if someone buys a Monster, they're going to go. Oh, I'm just going to stop for a Red Bull. Yep. And then you yep. see on the shelf, there's yep. you don't really hear the term like, oh, no. I'm going to get a Monster or going to get a Rockstar. It's no, Red it's, Bull. Well, Red uh, Bull vodka. Well, that's right. I mean? Well, that's what I mean. And that's and that's exactly Red Bull what vodka it is. was massive. Huge. Like that Huge. is such yep. a massive. Yeah. And, and 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 that's the thing too. It you know even at clubs and pubs, you'll find oh. You know, can I grab a Coke? Well, we don't have Coke. We have Pepsi. It's the same thing. It's yeah. like I want a Red Bull vodka. Or we oh, have we, Monster. We've got Monster. Yeah. yeah, that'll do. That'll do. Same Whatever. thing. Yeah. yeah. But but people have that reference to a name, and that's the name. Yeah. You know, it's the same as Band Aid. Yeah, it's like a Besser Block. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. It's like well, there's five brands of Besser. Well, I just want a Besser Block. You know, yeah. like who is Besser Block? Well, I want it's Borrell. There's yeah. you know <laughs> what I mean. There's all <laughs> that's right. there's like oh no, just give yep. me. I just want a Besser Block. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's you know that. Uh, uh, you know that's what I mean the, the, the brand the brand itself and you know even the quirky ads that Red Bull do they're just yeah I don't get but, them to be honest well I don't day. either but you know what we still talk about them the whole give, <laughs> the whole gives you wings thing yep. I get mm. but yeah the ads I'm just like it's such a weird character oh, I think everyone's having a few cones and they're just <laughs> creatives creatives <laughs> creatives <laughs> I yeah. think they're just sitting there writing some stuff. Oh, well, this would be kind of funny. We should just throw that in the mix because it actually goes against. It goes kind of against the yeah. brand. In a I way. mean, they're clean uh, videos and the get, Rebel TV and yeah. all that, how it's edited. I mean, it's so clean. Oh, then there's that. You couldn't get further away no. from um, Formula One no. with those ads, eh? But, 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 but yeah, but again, it's the same as a company like, you know, Boost is, you know, Boost Mobile in America is 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 
quite white Anglo-Saxon marketing. I mean, it's it's surf, skates. No, not that they're white brands, but it's that action sports is is predominantly it's been that. White, yeah, yeah. It's, it's been that way, right? So, but you know, probably eighty percent of their consumers are you know are, are not, or they're African American, or mm. they're Hispanic, or they're whatever, because well, it's that, it's that prepaid. prepaid because right. you go in yeah. and you can't get a plan if yep. you don't have a social security number. That's right. So you get so a, you get a you get a boost, you know, prepaid card. card yeah. That's right. So, but but again, or if you're a drug dealer, yeah. <laughs> you just want to get perfect, one. Pretty, perfect phone. Yeah, you want to get one in yeah. and out. Yeah, and that's and that's you know, but again, they didn't change their marketing strategy they they knew their market they might have varied off of it but 70 percent of the time they kept true i wonder to, to why it. they wouldn't there's obviously a reason for it but i wonder why you wouldn't switch your marketing i, I guess it then stigmatizes the brand as opposed to the well like, you got to be very yeah i think you got to be very careful with your brand is is even though you might skew off you've got to stay true otherwise you're always going to chase your tail you yeah. know, because if then all of a sudden the switch happens and it goes back another way, all right, well, you've got to readjust, well, you gotta readjust all the time. You're constantly flip-flopping. But if you just keep it true and the people that are buying your brand are buying it regardless whether it's because of the marketing or cheap or whatever, well, who cares really? It's, that's, it's that's, that's your staple. That's your icon. Your icon's your marketing. And you go, okay, well, we're just going to keep that. Now, I think, it's, I think within marketing, you always have to have that 20 to 30% leeway based on um, of change, yeah. of 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 you know, social change, whether it be economic change, whether it be whatever, you've got to have that 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 aspect of change and you've got to be willing to do it as well. Some people aren't and that's why they get left behind. You know, like Canon, Sony, you know, when when the phone technology itself became to you know, came strong and, and the, the cameras were getting better, yeah. the sound was getting better, the everything, they didn't shut their doors. They went, Okay, what do we need to do and stay ahead of this? We need to Bluetooth from our phone, uh, from our camera. We need yeah. to have screens. GoPro, we need a screen on our GoPro. We need to be able to have that visual aspect. People are they don't want to wait. They want to see it instant. Like yeah. gratification is You're not is, gonna go back to your laptop no, and plug no. it in and No, no one's gonna do that anymore. So and that's you, like you Adobe now is making like Lightroom apps so yeah. that you yeah. can edit photos that's on right. your phone with like yep. really good yeah. Lightroom apps. So it's like we were talking about this the other day because um I was reading something on the news where they said there's now a dollar ten levy yep. uh, for Ubers because the taxi industry yep. struck. It's like fucking evolve or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the right. internet is coming for everybody. I know. Well, and and it's the same with you know yeah. like that sort of technology, yeah. like like you're saying. Yeah. But if you're an old cab driver and you're going, I'm struggling. Yeah. Buy a fucking iPhone. Yep. Get the Uber app. Yep. And buy a Toyota Corolla. That's if right. Ubers making more money than your taxi. Get out of your shitty taxi, yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Like, yeah, and you got your, I know, and you got your authentics out there, and oh, well, it's not gonna, it's a fad. It ain't no fad. The internet is what's like yeah, here. That's you right, know what yeah. I mean. But, but, but you know, it's not a, Uber isn't. They're here to stay. They're not going anywhere because they made it better. How yeah. shitty yeah. of an idea is it to like that's stand right. in? A, have you like yeah. if anyone stand has in ever been in a taxi line <laughs> yeah. in Las Vegas? Yeah, you've got to just stand there and go. Well, this system's fucked. Yeah, like, bite, let's bite the bullet and sit here and just do yeah. that. Or I'm going to call hope my... I'm going to get a yeah. cab. Like well, I don't want to hope I want to get a cab. Like, <laughs> I want to know I'm getting one. Yeah, last um, last trip to the states, we did a we drove to Vegas. Yeah, I, that night before, I booked my Uber to mm. be at my door at eight o'clock. Yep, and I set my alarm, yep. and then the Uber was just there. Was there? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like, they're relying on that as an income. And I don't like, have to make a no. phone call. I don't have to do. I just I set it. I set it <clears> as <throat> I set an alarm yeah. on my phone. Yeah, like that just yeah. made the because the thing is like the I guess the taxi people they have it backwards. Yeah. Like oh you got to get in our 
taxi. Yep. It's like, mate, no, you're yeah. my service. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. oh, and, that, and that's and that's that's their biggest fault. Like, I mean, the taxi industry right now is racing hard right now to catch up. They're not. They've just they've, they're, they needed somebody in there developing, developing, developing to keep it. Yeah. What's well, the the you know, classic blockbuster Netflix? Yeah. Of course it is. How you many blockbusters I mean? went busted within about a year? All of them. All of them. Yeah. There was like a last man standing. You might. There's not even one on the Sunshine Coast. You can't even buy. You can't even find a video store now. So, you know that. And that's what I mean. If you're not on the if you're not on the crest, or if you're not at the start of that wave, and you can't see it, it's like you know Bitcoin. It's like all these yeah. things, right? I was part of the same scheme in 1991. You know, with the playing game. It was called a playing game. We had I. Had, 10 mates 12 mates said let's all put in 200 bucks i'm gonna be the captain you're all gonna give it to me and then before i can fly you got to find another six mates down the bottom to fly me out and they're like well, that's a fucking good idea we should do that all right well you got six mates yep they can get 200 yep okay cool all right cool all right now i'm flying i just made myself some cash so how's this work Explain this well so you have you have 12 people yeah i'm at the top you have 12 people i sit there i put in my 200 bucks um 24 2400 bucks so everybody puts in $200 as soon as you get the 2400 you raise it the man at the top who's the captain he flies he's out he's made 2400 in order for the next person to get up to the to the uh, to the to the next level you got to bring in friends to bring in another 200 bucks so as soon as the plane is full you've raised your 2400 and he gets to fly away and then whoever flies away puts in another 200 bucks to yeah, keep supporting right. the plane so you make sure the plane's always full. And the only reason it doesn't work is when you can't find any more mates. Yeah. So whoever's left on the plane when you've got no more mates, they get screwed 200 bucks. Yeah, right. right. But if everyone keeps coming around for more goes, you just keep fueling your own money. So it works. It's the same as Bitcoin, right? So yeah. it's exactly the same philosophy is that you keep putting in and the more people that keep doing it, you know, your price keeps yeah, going just up. Drives up just value. keeps drives the value. But is that sustainable? Well, clearly. I mean, it's working right now. But yeah. you don't want to be... You know, in the the ninety percent, you want to be in the ten percent where it's an idea. Yeah, that could work. Why not? This is the way society's going. We're going cashless. You know, so that might be another good option as well. But I, but, but that's the same as everything at the moment. It's it's the thing that doesn't change too much. Obviously, is probably food and a few other things. But when it comes to technology, you need to embrace it. When Axel puts it, when Axel gets a new app on his phone, I get the same one. I need yeah. to understand it. I need to know what he's on, what he's doing, what's on his phone, how it works. I need the password. I need everything because I need to make sure that I'm current yeah. all the time. You know, because if you're not current, you get left behind. It doesn't matter what you do. So yeah. I think it's a a natural sort of... Um, and I'm, like, there's probably a lot of things where you could sit and say like, fuck, we should not go in this direction. But it's the nature of the beast. Like, Of course it is. Because we've been evolving since day one. Yep. And like, that's the... It's really, that's the human condition yep. is to evolve. Yep. And then all of a sudden you create technology mm. and now it's like, well, then that's just a part of the human condition. And like, yep. that might be the, yep. a, a not yep. a great thing that we started doing, but you start on that road and then that's just, mm, this it's is a ball what, yeah. of yep. this human condition that is yep. evolution and it's going to be, it's physical. Mm. Yep. You know, you see people that are breaking 100-meter sprint records that are mm. doing, you know, mm. the Tour de France and then yep. the Olympics is always pushing yeah. weightlifting. Mm. But, so there's the physical side and then there's this technology side. Like, it's just a part of the human condition. Yep. And I think, like, a big part of it too is as soon as we figured out how to not die every day, yeah. 
of like <laughs> as soon as we figured out like we're sitting in a room where no wolves can yeah. come and fuck us up <laughs> as right, soon as we exactly. figured that out what it yeah. like that freed up so much time yeah. of the of mental that's right equity that then we could put into like well how do we make this experience on earth better mm. all right now we're not going to die anymore from no. wolves or whatever no. it's like so let's just make it a little bit better yeah. a little bit better a little yeah. bit it's just yeah it's the nature of the beast and i think it's you know you've got to you've got to be on that crest and you've got to make it happen and if, if you don't you get left behind it's the same as anything it's the same as companies same as you know you've got to look for a hole and you've got to go capture that hole and that's basically what i do and try to do with my own things uh, you know whoever thought you could do a backflip on a motorbike yeah exactly like when i was on a cr250 in 1992 there's no way I would have ever, ever thought that was possible. I thought doing a nose wheelie was cool. Yeah. Know, or staying on the back wheel for a couple of Ks or whatever. But I mean, now we've got double. And then there'll be a triple. Then there'll be triple. Then there'll be a We had Harry Binkin here yesterday. Yeah. He does a front flip. Yeah. He grabs onto the seat with both yeah. hands <laughs> and then he lets go and then he grabs it again and, and then, then he keeps flipping yeah. and then he lands then on he the lands fucking on. ground. Yeah. But that's, again, if, if someone does something like it, then people know it's possible. So what's well, that whole mile. Yeah thing yeah you know that's I mean? right you, quarter mile yeah you, well you know what what is that the four minute mile or oh yeah yeah that's right yeah. Mile? yeah yeah four minute four minute mile yeah yeah and then that it took like how many years to mm. get it done and then so that it, soon, said that it would never be breakable yeah, yeah never right. get done as soon as it got done i yeah. think it was in like a month three yeah. people did yeah. it again yeah, yeah that's right because all of a sudden there's mm. that yeah oh, it's a mental drive it's like yeah. all right we, we can actually do this it's been done you know pastrana i mean i still remember watching that you know and just going what yeah did that just happen what gets me and like we me and harry were talking about this yesterday and i was just like dude the like the pressure mm. of sitting on top of that ramp yeah, yeah. about to roll oh. in with just the full consequence of nah. death staring you in the face yeah. like the type of person that yeah. it takes yeah, to, to do, do that oh yeah and i mean i would sort of only i feel like maybe the only <clears> other place you'd find that is war yeah well well i tell you because you leave knowing that right. you can die you, you can die yeah that's right well i mean look experience yeah, that kind of yeah stuff. yeah well you do and i think it's it's the same with you know hunting around australia by myself for you know you know three months and whatever it was you know i had a plan not to survive on anything that i didn't hunt for myself that was the goal and you know apart from a few fresh veggies here and there and whatever but i tell you what when you you want to put your mind and you want to put your body to the test. Don't have a cell phone and go out into the bush and see if you can go and find yourself and then go and try and live as well. You know, I obviously do a lot of bow hunting and stuff, but, you know, watching a 110 kilo pig go around a dam that you know, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit that. But if I don't, I'm going to piss it off. You. And there's no trees around and they can go like shit. You know, you put yourself in that mindset, you're like really got to probably concentrate on this and see if yeah. I can actually manage this, you know. Or if you, you don't have any food left, like I always had enough water, but I always made sure that what I was cutting, like backstraps or whatever that I do and I'd eat and all the rest of it, I would be, this is what I'm going to survive on. But I never carried more meat than I'd eat probably in two or three days. So you knew in two or three days you'd probably you probably have to hunt, hunt again. again yeah. yeah. So but when you put yourself up against those type of challenges, you really, you know, find a fair bit about yourself as well, you know. So I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's like you say, you, 
have you ever done anything or have you ever been in a situation where that is that sort of life and death situation? I was under no life and death because I had water, all right? I knew how to hunt and yeah. I had a bow and everything else. So it was, but it, it didn't was mean it wasn't hard. No, it doesn't mean it wasn't hard, but, but you're still, you know, for someone physically and mentally to be able to do that, you've got to put yourself in a different place. Yeah. And then to, to, as you said, Pastrana, to actually sit there, it's the same, you know, and I put it at a completely different scale and you know, a ride moto and stuff myself, but doing a hundred foot a triple that you know, if you come up short, yeah, it's, it's going to cost you. Yeah, <laughs> but doing that is exactly that same feeling. But you're talking about a whole other scale. Yeah, like you're and talking then you're about, doing it on live yeah. TV. Yeah, you've got millions of and you got your mum crying. Yeah, because she's looking at you going, if you don't make this, you're why, dead. Bo- why, why bother? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah, you know, I have to sit here and physically be sick watching what you're about to Especially do. Especially when you're like. Uh, Travis Pastrana that he was making millions from when he was like 14, 15. That's right. You don't need to do this, no, Travis. No. Like that would be the argument that... I, I would have loved to him just to stay healthy and ride moto. Yeah. Like I love watching but him again, ride moto. again, that come, like we said about yeah. progression. It's like he started Well, he was the thing. first thing. Yeah, he was he the first thing. this thing and yeah. then it was just like, I'm taking this to the end, you know. I know. And then you had your Metzgers and then you had all your, you know, the God, you know, you had all these guys, the Deegans and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, I mean, you look at what they do, you go back to the X Games you know, back in 2003, 2004, and look at the X Games today. Mm. I mean, they're not even comparable. They really aren't. Not to say what they were doing wasn't any less. It was just what was happening at the, the, ground at the time. The ground was being broken. The broken, yeah. I yeah. mean, shit. I mean, Metzger was, I mean, just backflip after backflip. I mean, that was just the craziest thing people had ever seen. And that was know? the time before foam pits and things like that. Where exactly. It was just like oh, no, no, it was, that's right. You know, you... you Go out there and try a trick for the first time without a foam pit. See how you go. Yeah, You're no, probably not going to do it. <laughs> and that's like the like when Kerry Hart was doing the backflip for yep. the first time, yep. right? There was no foam. There was no nothing. And then so yep. like we can sort of – the time that people see the backflip is yep. on live TV when he's trying it for the first time or whatever. Yep. But what they don't see mm. – and, like, there's something to gain there. There's worldwide fame. There's yeah. that whole – but yeah. what they don't see is, like, the months before that where no cameras are there. Yeah, that's right. Him yeah. And exactly. Him, a bike, and yep. the ground. Yeah. Just oh. trying to work this thing out. So yeah, well, like I mean, the even – drive that it takes to, to, do, to do that. that. It's yeah, just, yeah. like, full on. Oh, yeah, no, it is. And just to watch that as well, just to watch the – him going up the side of a bloody – of a down ramp, you know, yeah. trying, to, trying to loop it out, you know, like it was – even though he didn't make it, you know that one of the times that he did that that was, was still the four minute, that was the four minute mile yeah that's right everyone's like Shit, he, he, nearly, he nearly yeah. landed that yeah you know he just i mean he fell off the back of it and all the rest of it but i tell you what that's that was that, that was pretty was close yeah right? he got it around <laughs> we're gonna do that it's the same as you know it's 1080s same as everything you know skateboard and whatever yeah whatever tony it, hawk yeah with, with tony hawk yeah with the, you know 900 it's 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 like all right this can be done it's someone's done it and it's going to be done again i mean that actually took a long time to be actually mastered by anybody else yeah. you know when hawk did that so i mean it was it was it was pretty crazy but i mean even your your dane reynolds and your, your, your air specialists i mean you know bruce irons and you know was probably leading that charge back in the day as well you know he loved to do big air he didn't want to compete he was actually a pretty crappy competition type competitive guy, but, surfer yeah but a, but a free surfer a freak yeah you know absolute freak put him in a tell him it's not a competition and tell him to go up against anybody and the guy was a absolute genius you yeah know? you know even back in the early 2000s same as andy i mean andy was just headstrong mentally you know a little bit stronger but i was fortunate always to to know andy, knew really well. andy really yeah well, yeah yeah well how did that know, come about oh, i 
uh, it was just through sponsorship, so through you know through Boost and through a few yeah. other things that we sponsored him and all the rest of it. But yeah, no, we, we actually, we, you know, we went like you know bros, bros. But every you know when I was in Hawaii, we always got dinner and you know with his family and Bruce and all the rest of it. So yeah, it was it was you know a good friendship. You know, it was yeah. the same as Dorian and you know Sonny. You know, I mean Sonny's like a really good mate of mine. Um, we used to moto together. Yeah, he loves moto. Yeah, he loves his moto. And um, yeah, well, when I was in Vegas, we went to Vegas and. 2004 or whatever it was five we were in vegas every two months but you know i actually went there with uh, axel's mum and we were there to actually get married and uh, look for a place to get married we ended up getting married that night and sunny actually organized the whole wedding so it was pretty crazy so he he just said you know we're in a strip club and so i'll goes, fucking do it let's just get married let's, like, when we do it? i said you can't do it right now it's, it's crazy and he says no no we'll, get, we'll do it he says, I'll get organized. I'll get limos. I'll get everything. We'll get this White Chapel Bell place down the road and we'll, we'll go smash it out. So he sat there as my best man. You know. That's so classic, eh? <laughs> but we had all the boys there, a lot of the moto boys, a lot of the surf guys. And it was just a hell of a night. Woke up about 10 o'clock the next morning and we both looked at each other and said, we, did, we actually got married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we had, actually had to go down to the courthouse and verify it too. So it was kind of funny. So that was actually legal yeah yeah, yeah, legit. yeah yeah so it wasn't one of those you know vegas things that you do so it was pretty crazy actually but yeah sonny's sonny's a you know i mean he's not allowed back in our country at the moment but well, why um, not what do you do oh he slapped around one of the surfers in the in the beach and you know calling assault and all that sort of stuff so stone was over with him at the time and it probably dropped in on him yeah well it's etiquette mate god <laughs> he's not wrong. well it was actually on stone i think last time i talked to sonny it was actually on stone and they're giving him shit and whatever and Stone come over. I mean, Sonny came over and said, you know, pull your head in, nigger, whatever, and end up in a small altercation. It was nothing really major, but because it was Sonny, you know, yeah, old mate jumps on the bandwagon. Yeah, make a big deal. It's on the news, and then everyone's got cameras and they're filming and this and that and whatever. So, yeah, it takes a little bit. But, um, no, he's, I mean, he's a, he loves his moto, and hopefully, one, oh, I'm going to try and catch up with him one day, but it'll be, won't be here in Australia. Yeah, so. be in Hawaii or whatever. Yeah, but actually, I'm, you know, I'm sending him over. Our protein and stuff as well at the moment. So yeah, yeah, he's he's a good bloke. I mean, he's one of the he's yeah. one of the old. School he's one of the old, he's very old school. Yeah. He's very he's all about the you know that fluency of, of of surfing that and that hard cutback, that hard push. You know, like he's, the power hack. The, he's he's yeah. the power hack. You know, yeah. it's about how big that fantail is. You know, what I mean, it's that's just what he is. You know, so you know, for him, he, I think he actually appreciates the what they do, but he he does obviously love his you know. Yeah, he never that, he never went into school. that never went into that new era you know that's just not who he was you know i mean he's probably the last of the actual real power surfers out there really and yeah. he's actually still surfing so and you know he, and, he, and he can you know and he can throw it still so i mean he's probably actually the lightest he's been in yeah well, i was gonna say years. like he just sort of found this whole fitness thing he did yeah. and um yeah, he and needed a change yeah really like i feel like that extended his mm. career by mm. oh it did X amount of years yeah you know? it did it did i mean he was he was probably carrying 10 kilos too much you know yeah and dropping that and being fit flexibility agility everything helped his surfing out dramatically i remember talking to him when he was in fiji last time and he said he's probably surfing better than he's ever surfed in a long time so the way he surfs obviously but but you yeah, know um yeah, but I don't know. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, what the best thing is, is, is it, it's enjoyable to watch the evolution of of what we're in right now. Yeah. It makes me wonder where it all stops, but because... I just don't think it does. Well, it was like Bubba. I mean, you know, I was I had the pleasure of just watching that guy when he first started on that 125. Yeah, you know? that's... And it was just, it was, a, it was just a, it was, it was another level. It was not... 
It's not Ricky even Carter, like it was, it was a, a step no, above. It was, no, it was like it was something a, new. It was a completely new style. It was a completely new way to ride. It was a completely new way to actually hit a jump at full speed and keep as low as you can, as fast as you can, and 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 still hold the same speed from the start of the jump to the end of the jump. You know, and that's what it was really about. But it was it was to watch him go through Glen Helen and coming down the rift up the top there, and to watch that up against Ricky. And you know, Ricky was. <clears throat> An amazing rider, probably one of the greatest riders of all time. But he just was just so much more out of control than Bubba. Bubba yeah. was out of control, and when it went wrong for Bubba, it went really wrong. But when it was, but Ricky was riding on the edge of the whole time. Yeah. But when Bubba had it right and he had a good day, I mean, it was it was the fastest thing you've ever seen. I mean, that one twenty five of his actually couldn't go any fast. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's he's probably the only dude ever. Yeah. To ride a bike. Yeah. To its complete maximum potential, 100%. that it could not go no. any faster around that track. No. Like that's super rare. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very rare. And I even remember when Chad, you know, I mean, the evolution of the four-stroke on the two hundred and fifty. You know, Chad was the first real. You know, him and Craig Anderson were really the the pioneers. The I early, think, yeah, on the Yamaha yeah. Troy, and you know, the thing was a bitch if it stopped. I mean, you, if it was oh, yeah, hot, it you just start, couldn't stop. Yeah. Wouldn't start. But if you could keep them on, and you know, watching chad and them get off the start i mean it was almost unfair because i mean it was just so much talk to the ground but 125 was just so much lighter so you kind of had that you know that that, yeah, equal, that, toss that equal toss up but you know chad could pull you know on the uphills he could pull through some soft sections and all the rest of it but then bubba just if it was hard pack and it was just there i mean bubba had to work extra hard but it was you know that the, the, the race was on you know always because of that torque and that you know that that different amount of power but you know, I think it's a shame. You know, it's it's actually cost Bubba. Um, I think his career with the way that he sort of rode as well, because you just you can't ride at that intensity yeah. for that amount of years and not have those big get offs. I mean, the amount of when you've seen his. I mean, look at the favorite reels on YouTube of his crashes. I mean, they're just they're almost there's horrific. This crazy. <laughs> there's this crazy thing that Malcolm and James have because I've been oh. I don't know if lucky enough is the right word. Like, I was going to say, I've been lucky enough to deal with them. Like, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't well, I've right. dealt with them a lot too, so but, I don't know um, if it's luck. <laughs> yeah, but it's a privilege to see James ride yep. in person. Yeah. And some of the film stuff I got to do with him, like, yep. I got to film him in, like, 1,200 frames per second, yep. dragging his front brake lever yeah, 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 up yeah, a yeah. jump. Yeah. And it's like, that's just like, you drop the mic. Like, what else can you film after nah, that as a filmmaker? Yeah. So I was lucky in that sense. And the fuck around that comes with mm. all the rest of it is not mm. that lucky but no. yeah yeah i've seen those dudes mm. just get absolutely mm. just poleaxed oh, in yeah. crashes and then just do the old yeah i know yeah. just brush them like they are they just got yeah. they've got steel for bones man oh that what what cost unreal. james was the head knocks yeah because yeah. no matter how what your calcium level is in your bones and how strong your ligaments are mm. your brain is you can't fuck with your brain nah. and he's just had a lot of head nah. knocks but nah. the, it's sad for me on the Stuart thing is that it's almost like they thought they were more famous than what they were mm. so they would try and um they pulled away mm. like a celebrity yep. would right yeah, yeah, yeah so they pulled away like they were um sure yeah. or you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, this yeah. like intense yep. pressure and yeah, this intense yeah. And like if James Stewart walks down the street, like yeah. 
you might get one or two dudes being like, hey man, can I get a photo? Yeah, yeah, but you're yeah. not Justin Bieber. No. And I think that there was this condition that they had with people around them and these like yes men and these... Mm. I think, yeah, you, you kind of get these athletes and then yep. you get these hanger-oners and these friends yeah. and they want to justify a position in yeah. their life. Oh, of course they do. They want to justify like a 50 yep. grand salary just for hanging out. Yep. And with that comes like, no, 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 don't talk to James or yeah, they're yeah, doing the yeah, know, paparazzi yeah. stuff. And you're just like, dude, and then it starts. So then, you know, you get James starting to believe that he needs that yeah. and that he is more famous than he is. That's and right, that, yeah. and he, he got a complex of yeah. this like attention because he's a super reclusive dude. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. it's just sad to see like he's holed up yeah. in his house in Orlando. Yeah, no, it's just... Like, so I don't, I don't even think yeah. it was as much injuries that no, affected his career as it was so just this weird mental state yeah. that people well, created a, around him. He had a lot of weird people around him too, actually. Yeah, super. You know, the, the, like, the, the people that were around him, I mean, there was really, you know, you know, Senior was just he's hard a, to deal with. Yeah, he's a different character. He's a different character. He's very hard to deal with. And I think that, you know, he needed that control to manage his, yeah. his boys. He needed that... that, that I got to look after him, and I think as a father, that's you what you do. That, you got to yeah. respect that. I think that that's fair enough. But when you're making it hard for people to get to somebody, yeah. they don't want to deal with it. Doesn't matter how good you are, and you know what, you're only as good as your last result. It's and crazy that not, Malcolm can win a championship mm. and then not have a ride. No, I know that's exactly right because it's not like, because okay. you can't ride a bike, no. bro. No, you know what I mean. Or there's no rides there. There's rides there. Brock Tickle got signed to Red Bull KTM. Yeah, pretty sure you're a yeah. better rider than Brock Tickle mm. in the talent sense yeah. brock's a good friend of mine yeah but if you're gonna put brock and malcolm yeah. on a on a starting line or yep. then say let's go one lap pure speed or yep. can you hit these whoops and yeah. that, that he's not holding a candle to no. malcolm no. but he's good to deal with he's respectful he's a nice guy and you know he he's gonna be there every easy. week he, yeah exactly yeah. so and he's gonna like, show up he's gonna listen he's gonna give good feedback he's gonna get a good bike set up he's gonna have a you know his mechanic's gonna be happy and not stressed he's you know that, and that's how it is and i think that you know, that mechanic rider situation. I mean, I was around Moto a long time and, you know, I used to just, you used to look around and you used to go, you know, if you just had someone that told you one day, pull your fucking head in, mate. Yeah, there's not that around him, is no, there? It's no. like, and then there's like one of the guys that is famously around James. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd just be like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Padgio. Just, no, no, I was doing oh, no. someone else. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, I don't mind Padge. No, I like Padge too. Um, I just, you know, Padge was, he's always, he's but, been yeah, there right from the word circle, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yes, there's, and I'm just like, man, you got to just tell all these fucking guys. I know, yeah. And then he's like, I can, what do you want me to do, man? I was like, I be the dude that you're supposed to be. That's like, right, are yeah. you in charge? Know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Yeah, and I think that the, the, the guys that actually do the best are the guys that, um, I think as a father, and if you're going to manage your kids and if it was anything that i would say out to fathers out there have a look at the fathers too that manage it. they didn't do anything for themselves mm. you know you, if you've got a father that's actually been in a sport and he knows what it takes and he, they're good to have by his side yeah but they've also got to relinquish a little bit of you know control control because dollars don't come in by themselves you've got to make yourself accessible you know you've got to make yourself reasonable to talk to you've got to make yourself you, you've got to have a good operator beside you to actually get that the, the biggest bang for your buck because you've got a career of you know maybe six to ten years in moto if you're lucky i mean chad's obviously yeah. been really fortunate and you know he's been healthy he's always you know and he's always you know he's a great rider but he's always placed he's always he's always he's always been up there and he's he's physically done very well as well but you know to actually get the biggest bang for dollar you know and look i always use 
Casey's an example for that. Yeah. Stoner. Could have made a lot more money. Yeah. A lot. He left more some money. on the table, didn't he? He left a lot on the table. And look, I, I love Casey. I think he's a great guy. But I, at the end of the day, I used to look at his worth and how he used to ride a motorcycle. And I used to say, I used to just think to myself, bloody hell, you could be making some a lot yeah. more money if it wasn't for the way things had probably been handled a lot of different ways, you know. And I was fortunate enough to be around Casey a bit as well most in my time. But if you look at your group that you surround yourself, you really got to have that, you know, someone, someone financially get, looking after weird. you. Yeah, like it, it can, can get, get weird. very, yeah, it's just that people lose touch. And I think that, yeah, you get like a, a man-friendly kind of guy or yep. like a, an advisor or even mm. like management that um i think and like you see this everywhere though like it's just it's how it is i guess it's just amplified but people that want to have import Mm. to justify their position that's right yeah and it happens in i deal with i deal with it all the time when it comes to like video revisions when i'm like doing videos for people yeah then i submit something that i think is great yeah and they hired me because i do the video like i make a video and then i get some guy that doesn't know anything about videos going I, yeah. I think you should change this. Yeah. And then you slowly start to see these email chains get bigger with more people because more yep. people, just they just want to have their input because mm. when your quarterly review comes along yeah. and they're like, oh, what did you do? And you're like, well, I was across this, I was across this, I was yeah. across that. So you get a guy with, you know, in like a, an athlete's position yeah. and then they're, they're trying to be like, oh man, I, I had like 40 phone calls today and like yeah. I didn't even put them through to you because it's just yep. all nonsense. Like I, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, took yeah. up a bit of time, but I've got you back, bro. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. take care of oh, these emails or I'll drive your motorhome around yeah. for you. You don't have to worry about it, man. Yeah. And then slowly the <laughs> motorhome driver becomes a financial advisor and yeah. he becomes a dietitian. He's a nutrition and guy. And he's, he's the exercise trainer. guy. <laughs> and, and it's yeah. like people just trying to justify these roles. And oh. then it just balloons to the point where it's like, yeah, they're putting this guy in a bubble. Or yeah, I know. Not- and that's true. I mean, and, and I think I think it's natural for, for people to do that. But I think if you're going to... But it's in their own interest, not the athletes. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's, you know, I mean, WMG and Astafin and Bobby and all those boys I used to talk to, you know, look, they're like used car salesmen. Like, they're trying to get the dollars. But at the end of the day, they're going to get you more money than you ever probably would have seen. So yeah. you got to take the good with the bad, you know, a lot of the time, you know, like, you know, Steve, I've had my blow-ups with Steve and a lot of times, but you know what? At the end of the day, we still respect each other. We still get along. You know, we still talk to each other. Does he want too much money? Yeah. Is he worth it? Probably not, but do you want to pay it? Yeah. Well, that's kind of what it's worth. You know what I mean? So you got to, you got to sort of take that good with the bad. And yeah. I think with a lot of times, but the guys that go out on their own and say, no, nah, dad's got it. But, they just don't have the horsepower behind them to actually be yeah. able to get what you actually need to do that. You're paying for a phone book. You are. Really. You are. You're paying like for Steve can contacts. call anyone. Anybody. Anybody. Say, I've got this idea. What do you reckon? Yeah. You know, and that's how it goes. So. And it's all like the, oh, you love basketball? You want some Lakers floor yeah, seats? that's right. I'll make a call. <laughs> I'll make a call. i got those. Yeah, exactly. We'll keep you on our payroll. The know. thing with the the dads thing is that like, it's not just in sport, it's in life. Of course it is. Like, and I just think that when you get athletes and... So look at like Michael Essie, for yep. example. Yep. That's probably the example of like Prime a dad. Example. Yeah. So he's the... Like the term moto dad was probably invented around Michael mm. Essie. And it becomes this thing where it's... Yeah, it's, it's amplified because it's across sport. But yep. in real life, yep. you see kids, you can go to any motocross track and then dad's driving them to the races because that's the only way they can get to the races and yep. then you've got all of a sudden your kid gets your license and you get and then 
he wants to go to the track by himself. There's a natural thing in life where mm. your kids fly mm. the coop. Yep, that's right. The problem is in sport, mm. it's when you get that to that point where your kid wants to fly the coop, that's essentially when he's on a factory team. That's and right. it's like, all right, Mitch Payton's got this. Bones mm. has got this. Yep. These guys that have won yep. all these championships, they've got they've this. They've got it, yeah. They've done this forever. Yep. Yes, you've raced with your kid yep. for X amount of years yep. and you know your kid and yep. blah, blah. But this is now different. Yeah, it's a whole different ballgame. And it's just the same as like, you know, you, you, you get driven to school every day when you're yep. a kid by your parents. Yeah. And then in, when you're 17, maybe you get your license in year 12. Yep. And you start driving yourself and yep. then you start driving yourself to uni and then yeah, you start yeah, yeah. driving yourself to your job. Yep. That's how the world should work. Yeah, that's right. And you get the Michael Essies of the world. They still want to fly with their kids to the motocross track when they're yeah. 28, 29 years old. Yeah, well, I think... It, and and the, at, the problem is money yeah, too because that's right. Michael Essies spent a lot of money mm. to make Michael Essie who he is. That's right. But, uh, and I mean, that's a weird... That's got to be a weird deal when like... And I know like Villapoto had that falling yep. out. Millsaps yep. had that falling yep. out. Because they're making millions. Yeah, that's right. And then they're like, well, I'm the one riding the bike. Yeah. But there is that that's investment. Right. That's like, it, it's well, a and that's, deal. That, yeah, and that was, that, that was probably my next point, which is a good point. It, it's, okay, if if dad didn't give up his career to... If, he, if dad didn't sell his house, we wouldn't be at Moto. For sure. If dad didn't take us to the races, we wouldn't be at the Moto. So it's almost like this, this uh, you know, actually WMG do all right with this sort of type of stuff. And that is... You're about to sign your first contract with Honda. That's, you're going to get 1.2. You're going to get 800 bonuses up to 600, 700, whatever you're going to get, right? Don't need dad around anymore, but dad's still going to get paid. Yeah. Dad's going to get paid. He's given up and sacrificed, so here's your 100 Gs, dad. Don't need your input. Want your support as a father. Don't yeah, need your support that, yeah. as, a, as a racer anymore, yeah. all right? But, but I still need you. You're my dad. You've done everything for me, and your clean cut is going to be... 100 Gs. There is. That's, that's what I'm going to give you. And if you want to come to the races, come to the races. Come and support me now as a father. You've supported me as a father. You've supported me as a racer. You've done everything. But now, I'm at the next level. I need people to that I can actually What's well, just that to. experience too. Yeah, that like, that's right. Yeah, they've done this now. This is a different exactly. thing. This is for all the marbles. A whole different thing. Yeah, whole different ball game. whole different... And I think actually, Moto's the, probably the one of the biggest ones because it doesn't happen in soccer really it doesn't i mean because they're under a coach right straight yeah, away whereas exactly. with moto whereas with moto you are the coach, dad's got yeah. the old he's the coach he's, he's the, the mechanic, mechanic he's, he's the, the trainer he's, he's the nutritionist the food he's got yeah. everything right so you got one guy thinking he knows what the hell he's doing with suspension but it might not be the right feedback but bones is you just talk to bones say mate it's a bit right oh, psh, got it yeah, he, knows. he sorted right he that's just what it, it he built yeah. the bloody thing right so that's kind of what it is and mitch and all those guys like i mean they, they really know how to run that thing but it's almost like I don't believe in the, you know, let's piss off mum and dad now. Yeah. It's like mum and dad worked hard, but this is what it is. But there's got to be that fine line, you know. Now, mum and dad, look, I just want you to be a mum and dad. Appreciate everything, but now I'm going to look after you. I'm going to yeah. buy you your first house again because I know you sacrificed a lot. Yeah, you buy here's back that house. Here's yeah, your sold. house and, you know, this is how we're going to roll type thing. And, that, and I think that's the, the thing that's actually not probably pushed enough in that, especially in the motor arena. You know? And the, there's a real problem with, um, just general education, man. Oh, of course there is. Like massive, dude. Yeah. A lot of these guys, well, no, I shouldn't say a lot. Some of these bigger dudes yeah. could barely read and write. Yeah, I know. And you know what I mean. <laughs> and because they've from that young age, they're just yep. going deep in moto. Mm. That's because it's, it's undeniable it that like yeah. a Ryan Villapoto is going to be yeah. a star. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's like that. There's like that general lack of education. If you look at the, if you looked at just the 
general demographic of motocross yep. it's not a very highly educated no. the the statistics don't show that it's no. a college educated sport no. they don't you know they don't actually play it in college which is that's the biggest yep. thing with in the states especially yeah that's is right you've got college football college basketball yep. you've got to maintain a certain gpa to play yep. Yep. that does not exist in motocross no. you want to race motocross and you're going to be yeah. good Quit school, man. Mum's going to teach you a couple ABCs yep. and you're going to do motos. You're gonna do motos. And you're going to live it like an MTF. Mm. That's a massive problem, man. Yeah, yeah. producers pretty yep. fucking rad motocross riders. <laughs> but it then it comes with all these problems. Like, you yeah. look at a J-Law. Yeah, I know. Dude's dumb as shit. Yeah, like, I know. And no, no education. And you see all these talented guys that have just fallen so hard off well, the and if, and if they're not, if, if And if they're not financially advised with the money they make, they've got nothing. Then they got nothing anyway. they got nothing left over. And a lot of guys actually Look at don't. Hanson. He was buying Bentleys and all sorts of shit. <laughs> like, he's got nothing now. I love, I love Josh. And he's, uh, look, he's just a loose unit. But I love the guy. And the reason is because, you know, you know, I had a lot of run-ins with Josh back in the day when he was a young fella. I just said, mate, you need to pull your fucking head in mate and not be living off your dad was you were you over there when he was on yep. Yamaha, Yamaha Troy, Troy. Yep. yep so what I was, was there your when he role signed. with Yamaha Troy oh look, you we were just a sponsor through we were Bruce. just a sponsor but but I took what our sponsorship pretty serious so I mean we give them you know four or five hundred grand I mean it was a big investment so it was like yeah you wanted if they weren't performing if they weren't performing then why are we paying yeah four hundred dollars you know why not? And then you know if if there was a if there was a rider that wasn't performing and I knew the reason why he wasn't because he's on the piss the night before, I'd have something to say and yeah. I'd say to I'd say to Pete or I'd say to Dakar even the time because I was over there with Dakar I'd say Dakar what the fuck is going on mate yeah. like seriously like these guys need to get off the piss and treat this professionally you guys are paying them eighty hundred and fifty grand a year to to ride two fifties and to ride your you know to this elite. Yeah, Hanny would have been on more for sure. Oh yeah, no, yeah, uh, not when he first started. No, oh, he, when right, he was yeah. on that sort of junior level. When he but, was on KTM, like he was getting like oh, no. millions. Yeah, no, no, he was making money. He was making some good money. But you know, Hanny was too. But it wasn't actually. It was just Hanny's maturity. It wasn't anything yeah. else. It was like oh, I got you know, I'm out and about. I'm I'm in the pro series and whatever and the girls and, and the girls and then this and then that and whatever. And, monster girls, man. Uh, <laughs> fucking monster girls. Ruin it for everyone. <laughs> Or make it good for everyone, one or the other. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was again. I think it was that that maturity, and it was the same. You know, Craig Anderson went over there. He was useless there. You know, um, great here, but that pressure. I think of Craig being over there. I, you know, missing a triple because he felt un, you know couldn't do it or whatever that might be. I mean, a great starter, probably the best starter I've ever seen. But at the end of the day, it wasn't built for that. That sort of. When you come from Australia and you're riding here compared to there, I mean, it's, it's kill or be killed. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'll let you in, I'll let you in, I'll come in on the inside. No, no. They'll take you out. Like, I mean, that 250 class is just a nightmare. Bunch of I mean, you've got, you got guys that they don't give a shit. Oh, that was, you know, he's, he jumped over me or he did this or he cut me off. They don't give a shit. It's like, all they got, too. It's money. Yeah, it's all they got. If they don't finish in the top six, they don't even get a look in. Like, you've got to finish in the top six for the next 10 rounds. And yep. if you don't, no one's going to look at you. You'll be a privateer for the rest of your life, you know. And you know, there's the, you know, the Nick Ways and the, you know all these guys that made it into that factory, but were still in that top six. Not Jake a good Wyman living, kind of guy. Yeah, Jake Weimer. But look, they were Yamaha needed that that guy because they needed Blue. Yeah, up there. Yeah, up there. They needed the Chad. They needed the Nick. They needed the, you know, the the Villeman. They needed the, you know, those type of guys. You yeah, know? like they needed them there, but to fill spaces through that top six. But you're always guaranteed of a right. 
I mean, you're actually better off being a top six rider sometimes that than, consistent a, <laughs> deal, yeah. than a number one and then a number 12. Yeah. Because that's that hot and cold aspect of some of the races that were up there. Were you, you know? there when Nick Avenue was on Yamaha Troy? Um, no. Because oh, he was on he was on the first podcast with us. He's a really cool dude. No, I wasn't. No. He must have been before my time, maybe 2000, maybe 2001, something like that. So what, what made you go into the military? Were you uh, always... So... What like did were you just a sport physical dude or yeah, was yeah, it, it was, just, yeah, or it was, was it just a wanted to push yourself by being in that mm. like elite thing or like what was the mentality? Oh, for you I think going into oh for me it was more about um, uh, you know I, I didn't want to join when I was eighteen. I needed a little bit of time because Dad said you know to me he said mate you just end up like a jarhead you know in there and just military is all you know and it's kind of hard to get out. If 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 you go in at eighteen, it's not a bad idea, but I'm just saying that it's. You sort of if you want to do it for 20 else. years, go do it for 20 years. It's, it's extremely hard to get out of after 10 years and go, all right, I'm going to go and find a new job because you, you, you become extremely regimental. You become extremely governed by certain rules and expectations and that drive and all the rest of it. So to get out in the outside world, it's quite difficult because you're dealing with plebs, mate. I mean, yeah. you're dealing with people that don't give a shit whether they look good or bad. No or discipline. No discipline. No, well, I'm here at work at 5 to 5 or 10 to 5 or I'm here at 4.30 in the morning and work starts at 5 because I need to have my shit to get ready, ready to go, right? If work started, if your first call in the army was 5.45, you were there at 20 past 5. Yeah. You know, if you're on time, you're late. That's kind of how it is because everybody else will be waiting for you. So, but yeah, I went through, I had a couple of jobs when I was a bit younger and, went in um so was your dad in the military yeah he was in the military as well yeah but you know i mean he was a a mechanic and and um so there was like a military background there. yeah there was it was a little military background and both my grandfather and my father missed both of those first uh, the second world war and the first world war because just they were just both too young at the time you know when they went through probably three years four years too young but um you know for me it was a i was kind of I, i believe probably more born for it than anything else because love to hunt love to be outdoors love to work hard and the army rewards hard work if you the harder you work the better they reward you the, the mm. harder you show discipline the better they'll do because it, it's it, it's all nothing's forgotten in the army if if you come in for your first test your first basic fitness assessment and you just just make it you just make it you're, you're gonna just make it your whole life in there yeah. just just get through you're gonna just make it because you know the pass markers here but they don't expect you to pass they expect you to exceed, pass with, exceed yeah. that and if you don't exceed that you know the same thing the guys that come to me now and do basic fitness like young kid of of, of mine um that's just gone to adfa I only take like 25 for engineering degrees a year you know australian defense force academy and they they pay for your education but as i said to him you you want to go in there the best the best that you can be you know you want to do the most push-ups you want to run the fastest you want to do all the sit-ups you want to you want to be the best because if you're the best at the start you're going to be the best at everything because they'll look at you and they'll pay attention to you they'll 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 nurture you they'll say look that 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 guy drive right there that's drive and that guy is going to put that into his education if he doesn't put in his education he's going to actually keep working until he's an a-class student that's how it works in the military and I always say to, to young guys, yeah, I'm, I want to join the military. I'm like, really? Why? Oh, I just seem like a good career. Or well, do you want to exceed? Oh, no, I'd just be happy if I, you know, like just want a job and a trade. And I'm like, well, do you want to exceed? Do you want to, do you want to be the best you can be? Do you want to take the opportunities? Do you want to, do you want to be a warrant officer? Do you want to be a, a captain? Do you want to, what do you want to do? 
oh, I need, I'm like, mate, it's not for you. You, you. you need, obviously you need a group of people, but you need the ones that are excelling and you need the ones that are obviously, you know, doing, doing the work as well. But at the end of the day, if I've got a guy that comes to me and says, I want you to test me for a basic fitness assessment, I'll test him. If he just passed, I said, mate, you're going to fail. The reason is because life, what you're doing, life does not allow you to have a cold on that day and pass. If you pass exceedingly, if you're if you're having a shit day that day, or you you trip over at the two point four k run, you're going to make it still because you still got it up your sleeve. But if you go in there just passing, if you're not allowing for any any anything to happen that day, whether you got a shit day, you just vomited from food poisoning, you got nothing. So if you're going to go in be the best you can and train hard for it so that you can do that and i was fortunate to be a physical training instructor for the military and got to be down with a commando unit down in uh in holsworthy and um you know a few stints here and there and it was you know it was a great career but they you know and probably got out of it too early really to be quite honest because you know a great opportunity obviously came up in america and i took that and if if i was single at the time and not in a relationship and i I would have probably still been in the army today because I loved it. You know, it was just the harder I worked every day. If I got up every day and just exceeded, everything was just given to you. It was just more and more, you know, like it didn't matter what you wanted to do. You want a different posting? Yeah, good. You have that one. If you want to, where do you want to go now, Adrian? What's your preference? And it's a list, you know. They look across and they look at, they look at five soldiers and they're all going for a sergeant's course. Yeah, but this guy here, he's always, yeah. always number one. So he gets the preference. You? You're a bottom feeder. You get nothing. You'll get you'll get the shit job. You'll get. I'm going to post you to Pakapanya. <laughs> you know that's how it works. And it's always said of. It's the same as the police force. Same as anything. The police force is actually gearing up differently even today as well. They're looking for. I mean, we're in a we're in a society now of verging on slight fear. I think anywhere around the world at the moment. It's not not fear in a way that we won't go out. It's fear that. You know, fuck. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what could happen. Could happen, you know. Happened in Paris. Happened in London. You know, maybe I don't travel into those places that I typically would. Maybe I won't go to Istanbul. Maybe I won't go and check out Turkey. Maybe I won't go to India because I'm just not sure. You know, because there is that slight hesitation. I think now. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd never tell people to go to, you know, South Africa and a lot of places through Africa anymore because it's just a freaking nightmare over there. You know, you, you you'd be putting yourself and your family probably at risk. So I think that I think society's now gearing up into a more um, they're building a society now to, to, to be able to handle a situation differently. And you can see it in the army, you can see it in, I think, the police force, even fireys, everybody. They're, they're probably being affordably a little bit more picky, I think, with who they sort of take on, you know. But then you've got this whole counter-movement of um, we need X amount of women. Correct. We need X amount of black women. Yep. We need X amount of gay men. Yep. We need... And there's no... There's no um, nothing against any of those, of course not groups in no. my mind. No, but I, why can't we just be taking the best? We can, and I, I, I in, if in we're going to be, yeah. If, if there's, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you, you can't make, in my opinion, you can't make roles for no. a certain group of people that, if you look on a percentage mm. basis of like their general interest, yep. being on the front line isn't. Yep appealing to them no. and like you just know that based yep. on the demographic yep. like this the statistical yep 
you know, That's proportion of people yep. who are in the army are these mm. big alpha male men like yep. yourself that yep. want to exceed. And if yep. you just start trying to create roles for these people, mm. I don't see that as no. strong, you know, because no. like the, I always say to people, like, look at the NBA. Mm. The NBA isn't trying to be diverse. No. The NBA isn't trying to no, have so a you got to have five of, white dudes on there. Yeah, five white, <laughs> you know, you've got to have one gay, one white, yep. one yep. Af, uh, Chinese, yep. one woman. Yep. Like, they're just going, no, give me the tallest, yeah. most athletic motherfucker that can yep. get the ball. No in that in basket that, yep. and let's win championships yeah, and that's, that's right. and people want to see that too. yeah well that's sport exactly it's sport sport is 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 not gender-based it's not it's the best that's what sport is and and i think that that's what society probably needs to take a leaf out of their hat a little bit and, and that's why you have those d- different groups anyway i mean a good friend of mine who headed up the um the the the, the basic fitness requirement for women to be in infantry and was looking at all the testing, he didn't make it easy. He made it almost impossible to get it in. Should, it should be. Well, not impossible. I mean, there's people that have passed it. But yeah. I mean, if you're going to hit the front line, if you're going to be the backup for another, you know, another guy or whatever that might be, like you're going to have to be strong and you're going to have to be this and you have to do that. If some guy is down and out and he's just blowing his leg off, you're going to have to pick him up and get him out of there. Yeah. If you can't, then you what's the point? There. And you shouldn't be there whether you're a man or a female or a woman. That's right. And you they just, don't. You shouldn't be there. The, the, the SAS is not. They are not. Oh well, we need a. We need an, another infantry guy that is not quite as good. They take the best, yeah. and the reason they take the best is because they deal with the harshness and the reality of of reconnaissance and war. And you mentally and physically need to be able to get yourself out of that situation based on whatever happens in that time. So. You know, and and typically in the SAS, I mean, they don't, they don't, they're not a hundred kilo guys. These guys are just mentally and physically tough. Yeah. They can, they can, in a moment, go right. We got twenty k's. We got no water. We got no food. We're gonna have to survive off what we know. And we're gonna have to get out of here the best way we can without getting killed because that's just what they do. They and know some that. people feel like they're born for that situation. That's right. And other people. It's just fight or flight. Of like course, a, that's a yeah. basic instinct yep. that yep. every animal right. on planet Earth has. Yep. They have a fight response, yep. or they have a flight response. That's right, exactly. And that response is built up over years of actually doing it as that's well. Right. It is. So you get the guys that win, 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 yep. win. They get that compounding yep. flight response, and yep. then you get people that lose, 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 and then they get a compounding flight response. That's right. And uh, so there's no. That, that's not prejudice. No, it isn't there's prejudice. There's no prejudice in that. That's that is full blown uh, biology. That is what it is, and this is why this participation award bullshit pisses me off. I hate it. I got in trouble three years ago at tug of war with my son's school. You know. Adrian, you're being a little bit competitive. What the fuck do you mean competitive? Of course this, is a competition. Competitive. this is a competition. Someone's got to win and someone's got to lose. Well, no, everyone gets a participation card. Well, I don't believe in participation. Someone has to win. Someone has to lose. If there is not a winner and a loser, then we have a culture that no one wants to... There's no incentive. There's no incentive. No yeah. one wants to thrive. You know, even Axel says to me, you know, he said, well, what's the point, you know, of training for a cross country? I win, but... I don't get nothing. Like, what do we get? Okay, well, you won the cross country. That should be enough to actually try, you know. And I am never, never have said, I mean, he's not as probably competitive as I was, but I said, mate, I don't care whether you lose or whether you come first. What I care is that you gave it 110%. If you come over that line just nearly spewing your guts out, I'm, I'm pretty proud as a father because I know that you tried, you know, for that. That tug of war and a lot of these game things and netball and soccer and, going, you know, listening to a friend of mine say, yeah, went to soccer, Adrian. Our team won 10-0, but 
we don't score. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. You don't score? You don't score the game because you, you won? No. Same as AFL. AFL in those younger age brackets now. Oh, no, no, no. We got a goal, but we're not actually scoring because it's a bit unfair, right? I'm like, well, what is going to drive a child's mind if you can't win? I never trained to be uh, so that I could, you know, because I love training. I trained because I knew at the end of it, I'd win You'd something. win, yeah. You know, so the more I trained, the more I'd win. So that's, that's what I did. But this, the schooling system now and the way that we are and the way that we're actually pushing, I think, our own demogra- our young demographic, we are up for a massive shock in the next 20 years. Massive shock. Because yeah. try, and find a, an, a, try and find a young bloke today that wants to do an apprenticeship. Yeah. You won't find one. Doesn't matter how much the government gives it. I want to. Design, I want to design an app. Yeah, because that's where the money's at. When you employ someone today, it's they're asked, They're telling. Well, this is what I want. I'm like, well, what do I get? What do you mean? What do you get? You get me. Yeah. Well, what are you going to offer me? Well, you know, I've done this, this, and that. I bet I know. But what have you done? What are you worth? Tell me what you're worth. Yeah. Are you worth sixty grand? Or are you worth a hundred? I did the same thing with one of my employees a long time ago. I said, mate, what are you worth? What are you worth to me? This is, this is, these are your objectives. These are your goals. What are you worth? Uh, what's the range? Okay, well, you know the range. You're here on an interview. It's between 80 and 120 grand. Well, I'm worth 120. Okay, but to be worth 120, you've got to make this happen. It's again that exceeding thing. You've got to exceed yeah. to get your 120 grand. Oh, yeah, I'll exceed. Okay, well, how about I put you on 80 grand and I'll give you 100 percent bonus based on these targets i'm going to make you 160 oh no 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 it's all right i'll, I'll take the 120 really so you don't want the ability to make 160 you just want 120 you want to cap out I want to cap out fuck that i want a guy that says oh, give me 60 and i want i want 150 grand and if i don't make 150 grand at least i made 160 you know like or whatever that it might be i want that guy i want that guy that comes to me with a plan and says adrian you got your protein for sale. You know, you want to launch the international market. Here's, I want you to pay me 80 grand to, to do the work. I want to do it. But if I can get in 11 ton a month into China, I want you, I want 50 cents on the, I want 50 cents, you know, a bag for that. So I'm going to get an extra four and a half grand per container per month. I say, fucking oath. Yeah. You want that You dude. got a deal. Yeah. I want that dude. I want that dude to come to me and say that. And that's, that's, because you know every day he's, he, he's going to get out of bed because he knows he can make money. And that's not, um, that doesn't lend itself to the participation culture. No, no. That, that's, he's going to win opposite, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. He's going to win no matter what. And if he doesn't win, I'll tell you what, he'll be pissed and he's going to know how to win the next time because he knows what he did wrong. And that's, that, you know, that's, why, that's why the army breed, you know, if, you, if, if you're an engineer or if you're an infantry or whatever, but you actually have done well, you come into the normal workforce, it's a piece of piss. You're like, fucking hell, this is pretty good. I just yeah. turn up at nine, go home at five. Like, and all of a sudden, you're the boss. Shit, this is pretty easy. It's because you showed up. It's because you give a shit. And it's because you actually did things that everybody else isn't doing. And that's what that mentality, I think, of the military kind of really instills in people is that, that drive, that, that constant hunger to do better. You're in a competitive nature. You're with a bunch of other guys that want to be the best. And that's the best thing. Like, to be a physical training instructor in the Army, you've got to go up against a thousand other blokes in the Army. And out of that, you could have go down to a subunit PDI course in Cerberus. And out of 20 other guys, you've got to come number one to then actually apply for, to be a physical training instructor. So it's not like this 
Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be one. Yeah, I'll have a crack. I'll have a crack. Give, yeah. me, give me a go. You can't do that. You've, you've got to have the ability. You've got to have the, the strength. The same as the SAS, same as all these guys. I mean, they've got the ability. They've got the hunger, and that's what they know They know what they need to do. A lot of guys will go in and say, oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind being in the SAS. Really? We'll see how you go in four years. That's why the yeah. SAS really look at guys that have done. So how does the, the process of the SAS work? So you usually have to, I mean, they're looking at guys with maturity. They're looking at guys that have been in the, been in the infantry for, you know, three, not, not just the infantry, but, but three or four years of service. So they've got the maturity, they've got the basic skills of being a soldier. So the basic skills of, of you know, being weapon efficient and physically fit and mentally strong. You know they can handle it because they've had a, That's right. They've, had, they've had three or four years. So what does SAS stand for? Special Arms for, uh, Service. So yeah, special so that's service. Our, so that's basically like our Australian our elite. elite. Kind yep. of yep. Deal, that's our right? that's our that's our that's our green bray that's our you know, yeah uh, you know, well, a lot and of people put it in different forms i mean yeah. obviously you've got your top parts of your marines you got your delta force you got Teal, a lot of different seal, team seal teams kind of yeah deal. that type of thing and, and look they're all relative and they're all specialists in their own department you know like our our sas specialize in so many different types of fields whereas the american aspect actually specialize in very specific type type things you know like seal you know, I mean, they're doing they're doing seven, eight days, nine days of hell, basically. You know, of of more water up orientations, but land as well. And you know, whereas the, the SAS, you do that initial, but then you then you know specifically go into different areas of, of of being a specialist and different things. You know, you might be sniper, you might be recon, you might be you know whatever. So, you know, you got those different areas. But you know, to be one, you've you know you've if you actually want to do it and you want to show that you're actually there, I mean, you know, infantry is probably the best place to be start, to start point, point yeah. because that's the basics. That's the, you know how to hump a pack, you know how to shoot, you know how to probably hold an F-89, F-88, a, you know, a machine gun and, and, and know nine different types of weapons fairly proficiently and all the rest of it. There's that point, but then physically, you know, if you do a soldier's comp or you do a, you know, and you win a soldier's comp because that's within a, an infantry battalion and, and you're the best of the best when it comes to a soldier and then, you know, you apply. Um, and then you, you really do have to get that recommendation really from your CO or from, you know, from your sergeant or, you know, somebody within your, you know, your group to say, yeah, you know, you're ready for it. You're going to train, no dramas. And then you get down there and then you have a, that selection course process where you've got to pass a certain requirement before you even get a look in. And then when you get a look in, you might pass everything physically with a breeze you might pass everything and they might say no to you at the end because there was just something missing yeah there was something missing whether it was you know you're a cocky bastard or you thought you're too good or you wouldn't blend with a team or you don't do well in isolation or whatever yeah. so they're very particular but if you go back again and you show you know a bit of maturity and you show that you've changed in some way because you might have thought because they don't tell you why you failed yeah right they just say no nah. <laughs> sorry right. yeah you just trained your ass off you know, to do 20 clickers and to do everything else, but they just don't like you for some reason. You just, you know, the DS or whatever is over there, they look at you and you, you know, just something doesn't click right. And, and it's a very close-knit community. I mean, I know a few, you know, a fair few SAS guys and they're, they're, they're a very unique breed yeah, of people. Kind of. Yeah, they're Yeah, they're not, they're not big 150 kilo guys, uh, you know, 120 kilo just ripped a shit house because... That's actually not very efficient. Yeah. It's not to to pull around a lot of muscle is not efficient. I mean, if more muscle, more oxygen, more more fuel, more, fuel, more food, more everything. I mean, you got a wiry guy at sixty five kilos that can hump a pack. I mean, shit, that guy's gonna last forever. You know, he's little donkey, little yeah, buddy. He's you know he's he's a, he's a whippet. You know, yeah. get around places and you know look around for a bit of food and go from there. It's like you know just the difference of that. You know, it's like a big 
lion versus lioness. Yeah. Lionesses are the hunters because they're just a more efficient lean hunter. And, they're yeah. leaner, they're less weight, they're about 80 to 100, you know, 80 kilos lighter than a bloody lion. So you've got that efficiency aspect. So I think a lot of people have that misconception because obviously movies do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, that guy's fucking ripped. Yeah, you know? just a fucking <laughs> Zeus. He's a Zeus. I mean, he's a machine, but at the end of the day, he needs five protein shakes a day to keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't really, you know, blend very well when it comes to that sort of stuff. And yeah, I mean, they're a pretty special breed. So it's, yeah, it's um, yeah, interesting anyway. But yeah, and that's... Can you talk about the SAS when you're in it? Or like when you're out of it? Uh, not really. Well, they don't let you're not nah. even really supposed to know who was in it or nah. whatever. Oh, look, they don't. They don't. They're a pretty close knit community. They don't really talk about you know much at all. That's really. what I like when I I fucking refuse to watch UFC fights in public <laughs> now in America. Like <laughs> yeah. I've been watching the UFC for yeah, like a long time, seventeen years. Yeah, and now I'm like. Fuck, mate. Every time I go out, it's like, I'm a Navy SEAL, bro. I'm yeah, like, you're not yeah. a Navy <laughs> SEAL if you're telling me you're a Navy SEAL, dude. I fucking, yeah. that's how those yeah, I fight. Work. I fight UFC. Oh, really? How many fights you had? Oh, None. That's just so... Well, like, I'm training for it. But the, the dudes that are real don't tell you <laughs> no, that's what right. they've no. done. No, you know and, I mean? and, and again, they're, yeah, they're, a, they're a pretty unique breed. That's just what they are, you know? It's not... It's a job to them. Yeah. It's a job and, you know, a lot of people say always too, you know, when things erupt in Afghanistan's and... Your Timors and all this bullshit erupts. Because oh, you must be scared. Well, a lot of guys aren't because it's what they train for. It's yeah. like they want it. That's game day. That's game day. It's like yeah. riding moto, lap after lap up. But no one never competing against. Never you don't know how good you race, are. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of people miss that mentality. It's like, am I going to get off this plane? And just get the shot the fuck up when I get off here. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's get off this thing and have a go. You know. But that's that mentality. I think. You know. I mean. So is it more? I guess you've got the patriotism side of it. Yeah. But I just, I, I mean, I could be fucking wrong, but I don't think Australia has that level of patriotism in mm. combat style that the US mm. has because we haven't been in, like our combat is like supporting allies really. Mm. Like I guess would East Timor would probably be one where, not like uh, we're an aggressor, but that was like our sole thing and we yeah. were, went over there to like... Oh, that was more of a peacekeeping bloody thing anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, you know. It was really not that much incident. No. So, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not really a war country. Well, we, where well no. What, we support a lot of wars. We support, but a lot of countries rely on us. Mm. A lot of countries. A lot of countries rely on our ass to be the first in and to be able to blend and do a lot of reconnaissance based on war. So, are we, as we are more of a specialist than probably most armies in the world? And the reason is because we our support is quite low. Like, we don't get, we don't get, helicoptered everywhere we'd have like a hump a pack everywhere because of our support aspects in this country has probably never been as good as what you know the we US just don't have the we just don't have that we just yeah. don't have to spend on it but if you put a, an infantry member an infantry soldier a good infantry soldier up against any infantry soldier around the world he would finish in the top five top yeah, three right. yep easy any day of the week yeah because the sas yeah. um well, they're in, renowned to be the best in the world yeah and, and i've and even I, had I, guys I in the states that are in the military tell yep. me that like fuck your SAS are badasses. Yeah. yeah, well that's right, and because they because again their support, even though the SAS get a lot of support, yeah, okay. but their support is nowhere near as great. So they actually have to rely on it's sort of doing it on their own. That's right. They rely on doing it on their own, and you know what? In any situation, at any time, I put up our guys in the SAS, knowing the guys I know, I'd put any of them up against any soldier in the world, any soldier in the world, in any situation, no matter what, you know. But tactically, and from a pure horsepower perspective you know the american 
the Americans just win because they've just got that huge amount of firepower, huge amount of support, and when they go in, they go in hot and they go in hard, you know. And that's what I like about them is they yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck. This should be bigger and better. Let's build bigger spiders. shit. Yeah, no, that's right. No, no, we're not, we're not in there. Whereas the Australians have probably got that little bit less, you know, bravo aspect. And you know what? Let's just go and check it out first. Yeah. See what we're up against. Whereas the Americans, like, let's just take everybody and just if there's only three people there, let's just fucking annihilate it. Yeah. You know. Anyway. You know, who cares? You know, and that's... Hoorah. Hoorah. <laughs> who gives a shit, you know, that type of thing. But that's kind of cool, really, because it builds... Well, it's established world peace, it, that's really. Right. Well, like, it kind of is. In I mean, a way. You know, you've got Trump leading the path, <laughs> which is, you know, an interesting breed of choice of, of, of president. But at the end of the day, people go, you know, what a, what a fucking tool, this and that, and whatever. But have a look at the mentality of middle America. That's yeah. who they are. Hoorah! Let's fucking that's let's the, let's win. That's what I've said. Like, I wish I put money down on Trump when it was like thirty thousand to one. Because I, I put said money from on the it. day yep. the day that he <laughs> run, I said he's for sure one hundred percent winning yep. this election. Yep. Because I've been everywhere yep. in America. Yep. I've seen the shittest of the shit. Yep. And I've lived in California, yep. and that's a bubble. Yep. And then you get that's where like you got California and you got New York. That's yep. where the news comes from. Yep. And that is the most isolated yeah. like that's the Truman show yep. in terms of real America it like it's not that's of course it's completely not. unreal but no. that's where that's where that's the perspective yep. of what America is comes from there it's of the real housewives it it's the Kardashians it's it ain't Wall Street it's it and then you go into the middle of the country yeah and it is it's like going poor. to the middle of our country it, it is yeah. so poor yeah. and there's so much yeah. anger well, and so much it. like they're so um, it's like a forgotten race of people you, you, that's there you of know course, I mean? it is a forgotten race because if you go they're through middle america no and then nah. they're talked down upon yep. they're the yep. rednecks they're the rednecks of society they're and they're proud of it too i don't care they're just like yeah this is who we are this is what we are we'll just fuck shit up we yeah. don't care we'll just get we get what do we got what do they got nine guns per person per per person in uh, per, capita, know, yeah. per capital i mean it's just it's a crazy crazy statistic but they're right to bear arms and everyone's like well you know what we should. They should do the same as John Howard. You can't do that. You can't. You can't. Yeah. It's impossible. They lead the charge when it comes to their patriotism. They will get up if you go to a if you go to an Anaheim, which you've been. Yeah. Every motherfucker stands up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody stands. Dude, up. Dude, I've seen. I was at Oakland, man, and yeah. the guy didn't stand up to the national anthem, oh, yeah. and he got what are you doing? fucking punched in the face. <laughs> like a dude <laughs> yeah. reached over the back, like stand up, motherfucker, and oh, just yeah. like knocked this dude. Yeah. Well, that's I'm right. Just like what the yeah. fuck? Like well, he could have had a sore yeah. leg. Yeah. You know well, that's mean? right. Like, well, and, and I think. Fuck. Oh, they don't care. And and Australia is actually, I believe, is getting more patriotic. Slowly. I hope so. Oh, you know what? When I come back, um, I went to a Broncos game. Yeah. And they didn't even play the national anthem. Yeah, I know. And I was fucking gutted. Yeah, like, I, I was pissed. Yeah. I was ready to come. Like, I'd should been... be be- It should be before an RC race. It should be before a GoPro race. It should, Dude, be, be, it should, it should be before, should before anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a horse race. I mean, it's played. It's, you know, this is what it is. I mean, it should be a symbol of our freedom and, and who we are as a country. You know, and, and the I love thing it. is that this is like with it. We just had Australia Day and yeah. there's so much bullshit about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. And it's like, the problem is, is that. I don't think you can, if you want to say sorry, or if you yep. want to be, and this is my own opinion, yep. if you want to say sorry, if you want to be apologetic, yep. you can only apologize for yourself yep. because you were the only person responsible for those, for your own actions. That's right. If you do something fucked up to a person, yeah. I can condemn that action yep. mm. and I can say, fuck, he shouldn't have done that. Yep. But I can't say, 
damn, I'm sorry. Yeah. I had nothing to do with no, that. No, that's right. And, that's and exactly the problem with this whole Australia Day thing and this whole, we're saying, sorry, what happened was fucked. Yep. Fucked. Big yep. time. But, we, but it's not us today. But I didn't do that. No. I can't apologize. No. Yes, I can think it sucks. Yep. But it's wrong for me to apologize. Yeah. It's like, it's that weird thing when you say like, oh, mm. I'm sorry when someone yep. passes away. Yep. I've never understood it. No. Because it's almost like a thing that oh, you should say. But yeah. it's like, oh, I can't be sorry. Sorry for your loss. Yeah. But, it's like, oh. but I can't. No. You know what I mean? You can't make it's it like, relative. I can feel, I can feel for yeah. you and I yep. can. So I think that's where we've got stuck in this weird political thing when it comes to Australia Day is that it's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't be sorry no, for can't. something you didn't no, do. No. And you that's can all, only yeah. be sorry yeah. for your own actions. I, I believe it. I'm, I'm exactly the same. I, look, again, it's the same thing. We, we know what, was, what happened was fucked. But then, we live in today. Yeah. This is what it is. And I, I ain't saying sorry. That's and just what it, I, I live in today. Like I have to say, I, I didn't do nothing wrong. It wasn't, yeah. wasn't my generation. The generation has been through four generations of that. And there's still people, and I, you cannot deny that there's still people. I got a yeah. friend, she's in, we had a conversation about this the other day. She's in uh, child services. Yep. And she still deals with in Cairns, yep. which is huge Aboriginal yeah, yeah, yeah. community. That's yep. where I'm from, obviously. Yep. So it's, yep. we've seen a lot of that. There's still people dealing with yeah. the stolen generation in the modern sense yeah. where parents and families now yeah. aren't looking after children and young Aboriginal kids are going into home. So that's almost, it's mm. not a stolen generation in the sense that it was, but there's no. still this follow-on effect. Yep. I can't be sorry for that as a person no. and I can't apologize. I didn't do that. No, that's what right. I can do is try and contribute to fixing it. Yep. So it comes to this whole thing of like changing dates and this yeah, and yeah, that. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's, it's hard to, you can't erase the past. No. And by doing that, you're just erasing the past. What, yep. Why don't we just make that day yep. a cornerstone for education? Yeah. Let's make that day a day to be celebrated as the Australia we've got now. Yeah, How right. far we've come as a yep. country yep. that I, yep. would, I would say that Australia is not an inherently racist country. There's no... no we're constantly in the top five for living yep. standards. Yep. Youth standards yep. are in the top five. Yep. Like living. We have a great country. Yeah. We have a shitty past. Yep. Show me a country that, doesn't that have a wasn't <laughs> colonized. <laughs> exactly. And the, the problem is like the globe at the point of Christopher mm. Columbus, Captain Cook, that yep. whole... That was a fucking land race, yep. man. Yeah, that that was. was pure survival. That was the days... Yep where winter could wipe out a population. Yep. Like that's some Game of Thrones winter's yep. coming shit. Yep. You got the Black Plague, you got this. So yep. that, that is a point right. of pure survival. Mm. Let's go out and let's find places. Is there a place that's better than where we're at now? Yeah, no. And if there's a, a, a tribal yep. population, like, fuck it. Yeah. And that's the way that it was. Yep. Was it right? No, that's right. But well, it, again, it kind of comes back to But it was to relative whole, to, to exactly, that time. Exactly. It's relative to that time. Like today, like... In 1992, when I, you know, 1992, when I finished school, all right, well, you didn't have a cell phone. So you had to go to the library to fucking figure something out or you had to look it up some way. You didn't have fucking Google. Yeah. So, you know, if you want a job, you actually had to call people on a fucking pay phone and say, can I have a job? Like, that was that or time. Or go in and talk to the owner. Go in and, and talk into the owner or whatever it is. But, that, but everyone says, yeah, but back in my day, well... Fuck back in my day. We're in today. Yeah, it's, you know, it's gone now. <laughs> it's gone. Back. It's only in your memory, bro. Back in my day. It's, it's exactly the same as I always say, you know, oh, yeah, but in the army, when you're in the army, you know, this is this. And this. Okay, well, when, when, when I was in the army, it wasn't probably as hard as they had it 
20 years before me. Yeah. Like they probably had it fucking harder than me, but it was relative to what I went through that time, you know. And I, that's why we always say with young kids, put yourself in an experience that you can always remember how hard it was. Because if you know that, you'll always make yourself relative yeah. to that experience. Have an understanding, live. Put yourself in, in stressful positions. Put yourself as a young kid in fucking hard work. Go to a butcher, get an apprenticeship, go and do something for a year that you know is probably not the job that you want. But, but I tell you, you what, but you busted your ass and at least you can say to yourself, fuck, I busted my ass for a whole year doing that, buddy, butcher apprentice. Now, I don't want to do it no more. Go and work it, buddy, wherever that Build might be own. hard. Yeah, yeah, do something, but but make it hard for yourself so that you have some sort of, you know, life experience to give it some sort of relativity, you know, like yeah. I get stuck in a mud hole uh, about 400 kilometers northwest of, uh, of Ayers Rock. It looked like, you know, I walked through 50 meters of water and it was this deep. And I was like, fuck, that's easy. All right. So for the first 50 meters, I got through. But then other trucks had gone before me before that and I couldn't see that. And so I got you're bogged. in the car? Yeah, in my yeah. car, in the, in the Forby. Boom, bogged right down to the fucking axles and all the rest of it. 17 days it took me to get out of that. <laughs> fucking hell. 17 days. You know what? Every day, and didn't have any cell phone. No, that no, wasn't 17, it was 14 days. But for 14 days, I was like, all right you get pretty stressed because you're like, fucking hell, how am I going to know this? So then you just sit there and you analyze it. All right, the car's not sinking. It's all good. Stationary. All right, now what am I going to do? So you think to yourself, all right, well, let's, you know, first four hours, I was just going at it, going at it, going at it. And I was thinking to myself, fuck, I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm not yeah, going to, I'm going to be cooked. I'm not even going to get through this thing. So, so then I made a plan for myself. I'm like, all right, today I'm going to get through nine meters i got a hundred meters to go through i'm gonna get 10 meters a day if i do a little bit extra one day because i get a bit more energy i'll do a bit more so i'm pulling mud putting the bloody tracks underneath moving pulling mud doing tracks doing all the rest of it putting all the things down set myself up camp every day 10 meters ahead knowing that i had to get to that spot every day and that's what i did so i was thinking to myself all right well i'll be out of here in no time this will be all right but then in there in the first eight hours of you doing it because you're just racing because you're thinking but then at the end of the day I was like fuck I've got water I've got food yeah, I can rush? fucking hunt what's the rush yeah. <laughs> I've got no phone who gives a shit like what am I going to do here I've, even if I get a meter a day for the next 30 days I've got 230 litres of water and it's not the hardest thing you've ever done in your life right. so relatively speaking you're just going fuck yeah and I'm like it. fuck you know two weeks in Tully's fucking harder than that you know sitting in grime and shit and it's raining on you all bloody day you know how it is up in there I mean in the in the jungle up there that's shit you got leeches on your balls when you wake up and you're like fuck this is shit <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile I'm sitting at a campfire good weather not everything's fine it's not that bad yeah. it's alright I'll get through it just got a car that's stuck <laughs> got a car that's stuck but I'll get through it then when I got through the other side you know I sat there I was like fucking hell that was hard you know what it wasn't that bad yeah. you know and then away you go you know, you go again, but that's the experience. But if you've got those experience to always make time of relative, you know, if you go to Fraser Island, some guy's bogged for two hours, you're like, mate, it's not that bad. It's not that bad, brother. Yeah. You'll be out soon, don't worry. <laughs> you're digging for a while. But as I always say to young kids, train hard. Put yourself in a competitive sport. Go out there and get injured. You know, fucking ride a motorbike. Go go do something so that you actually have to recover from something and see what it takes to recover. Don't yeah, just my, sit there and whinge and carry on. My example of that is that I was never that good at motocross, but yeah. I broke fucking everything and I was <laughs> hurt and I, yeah. you've learned. So, and this is where it's kind of, a, it was a bit of a negative, but you, you, the relativity to pain becomes, mm. Mm. it's just, it, you just get a weird relationship with yep. it. 
And then, like, so I, I when I broke this collarbone the last yeah. time, I didn't even go to hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already knew like, what it was. Well, I knew I, I've yeah, broken yeah. my collarbone. Yeah. I know what they're going to do. They're going to put me in a sling. They're going to give me some painkillers. Yep. And then they're going to tell me I can't move for X amount of days. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. And it, it was because I've done it before. Yep. And then, like, one of the... I've, I've broken a, a few times now. There was one of the times I, I snapped my collarbone and it was six days before my first ever paid film gig. Yep. For JDR, yep. which that that in itself yeah. leap like springboarded a, an entire new chapter in my life yep. without without that. Yeah. So that was like a looking back at it, it as a pivotal point in my life. But mm. I broke my collarbone, yep. so I six I had six days to be good enough to put a backpack on yep. with my camera in it, yep. my new camera that I yep. just bought, fly <laughs> to Horsham and then Get walk around that motocross track all day to yep. make my video. Yep. to then give to the people that had paid me to do yep. it. Yeah. And it was like, without that relationship to pain, like if that was just someone no, on course. the street that I broke said, their collarbone, I'm out. Like, they'd be out. I'm out. I, yeah. I can't do it. I'm out, you know. And that's, the, the, <laughs> probably shouldn't say it relatively, but that's why, you know, people in the gym, they call me up, oh, Adrian, I'm busting my Pretty hand. Pretty sore. Busting my hand. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, fuck your hand. Go and do something with your legs. Yeah. Come into the gym and get on an arc trainer. Yeah. I'll, I'll put you on a fucking thing. I'll keep you fit. Oh, really? Oh, no, but my, my wrist is sore. I, I, I know. Fucking get it fixed and then come back into the gym. I'll yeah. give you a thousand squats and a thousand fucking lunges to do and I'll give you an ass like a 12-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> that's what it is, right? So come on back in. Like, this is what will get done. So people always, human nature is for us to take the easy way out. Always. Yeah. What's the easiest road? Well, I can climb that mountain there. If I can go around the mountain. I know it's going to be a little bit longer that way, but that there that's that's near impossible I well think i think I that up. i guess now like you'd have to think in terms of an evolutionary standpoint we'd take the easy way out because that's the way to ensure survival right of course but now like we said before survival is off the table like yeah. we're all gonna live we're all living so now you can afford yourself the luxury mm. of yep making it hard because that's going to make you a better human that's right and i think that that's the that's the key that sport i think in general gives young males young females is it how hard they had to work to be as good as they could get i think that's the very relative and that's why i love sport is that you got to work hard if, if you're going to be any good or even half good you still got to work for it you got to show up you know every day so it's easy to to put that into practice when it comes to business it's easy to put into practice you know like i work from four thirty in the morning till 8 o'clock every night every day five days a week that's what I, that's my hours and I'm there every day. I talk, I train, I train people. I, you know, it's exhausting to even talk to people, but it's a new business. It's what you got to do. You know, this poor young fellow that I've been training, uh, you know, to go to ADFA, you know, Brad, um, Bradley Stanley, he's, mate, probably one of the nicest kids I've ever met. Nicest kids. Training for two years. You know what? And, and I saw this in him straight away. He, he came to me to do boot camps. You know, two years ago, Adrian wanted to join the army. I'm like, all right, show me what you got. Let's, you know, good marks at school, wants to do engineering, you know, really smart cookie. Cool. Uh, straight away, I'm like, grows up in Mullaney, milks farm, like milks cows, cows sure, for, yeah. for a living. Been doing it since he's like 13 years old. Worked at Mullaney Milk for seven years. Okay. Got his head on his shoulder, can work, can get up in the morning, can produce. Cool. Goes to Adfa, send him down there to see a mate of mine. He goes in for the, uh, the induction training down there. He passes everything, does the BFA, basic fitness assessment, does everything. 
They say to him, you're lacking maturity. Not maturity, but maturity experience. Yeah. When, you know, maturity is what you need. We're going to turn you into an, a, a soldier. We're going to turn you into, you know, to the best. All right. So Adrian calls me. Mate, fucking great guy. Just needs to work. Just tell him to go travel. Tell him to go do something. Tell him to get out. Tell him to go get nasty with 100 women. Like, whatever. Go, go do something. All right. So he comes back. And I said, mate, how do you feel? And he goes, well, I said, you know, maturity, a couple of things. What do you reckon? I said, what do you reckon? He says, well, I need to get mature. I need to get out and I need to travel. I need to do something. I said, yeah, get out. Go travel. You know, we traveled eight months. Went over to a youth camp in America. I did everything, right? Came back, reapplied, got in. He turned up again. They saw him turn up. They saw him that, what have you done in a year? Well, this is what I've done. This, 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 and this. I went and did a youth camp. I did this. I did that. Fucking army froths over that shit. Because they're like, yeah. really? You came back? Awesome. And he says that I'm fitter. I'm stronger. I'm faster than I was last year. And I want to join, right? Well, you know what? He was joining Monday morning, this Monday. Sunday night gets the news that his sister just got killed in a horse riding accident. Fuck. So, calls me up. Can't talk. In tears. Just doesn't... He just lost, right? Just... Adrian, I don't know what to do. So, phones the... Phones buddy, the recruiting office. They say, mate, if you're not here, you can't join. So he calls me. He says, Adrian, this is what they said. I said, that's fucking horseshit. Don't worry about it. I said, this is your sister. This is... I said, the last thing you need to worry about is the army. The army's going to look after you. That's what they do. They look after you because of what it is. It's not your grandma. It's not your best mate. It's your sister. It's your blood. You're, 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 you know, you've got God on your heart. You're religious. You're, this is what you are. This is who you are. This is the why that mean you are. And yeah, called my mate Adrian. He gets onto the Griffo. He gets onto CO. He gets to add for... This is the case. They're like, no dramas. We're just going to put him on a... You know, whatever it takes, they call him up, mate. Don't even worry about it. We love you. And you know why they love him? It's because all they do is they look on his card. Fucking hell. Sub nine minutes, 2.4, 80 push up. Like, I mean, that's what they do. Got rejected because maturity went out, got maturity. So straight away, that's all they did. They looked at his card and went, mate, yeah, no we fucking want, yeah. problem. Yeah, we want, yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah. Whatever you need to get better and to help your family right now, we want you. So we'll do whatever you need. For him to hear that, obviously, the best news you've ever heard because now he can grieve, do what he needs to do with his family, have the funeral, do all that sort of stuff and not worry about his career. But it was because of his, his hard work and dedication. And, that, and you talk about they said it because they wanted maturity. Dealing with anyone in your family dying, yep. that's going to fucking that's right. grow you up pretty that's quick. Gonna, too, that's going to grow you up like. pretty quick. So, and he's asking me, Adrian, what's a reasonable time? And you know, I just spoke to him this morning. I said, mate, reasonable time is time that you feel you're ready to make that commitment. There's a, there's a point of that time, it's, it's shock, you're in it, you'll get over that shock and then you, it's going to hit you. But you need to get into the army when the shock starts to fade and when reality sets in so that you can keep busy, mm. keep motivated, you know, keep her on your heart you know, for, you know, for the years to come. And that's what's going to build you a stronger leader, a stronger male and stronger for your family because you'll have, you know, you'll be strong for them and that's what you need, you know. And that's what he's doing, you know. Like he's driving his sister's car back today with all of her gear in it, you know. Watch the video of her death because it was a horse riding accident and there was people filming it, right? So Anne went and saw the body. All of that shit right there will will age him five years. Oh yeah, overnight. Overnight. In maturity. Because yeah, he, he doesn't know how to deal with it, but he's got to deal with it, right? So he's, he's he's faced with this is not this is not some guy off the street, some dull budger. This is a guy that's 
fucking worked hard to mm. get where he is and, and, and you know that's the type of person you want you know backing you up you want them in your workplace you want them as a friend you want them as anything I mean my mates mate, my best mate down in Canberra if he called me right now and he said Adrian I've got a situation it's fucked I need you I'll be there like in two seconds flat there's no ifs buts what have you done who's happened what's happened he just say Adrian I need you here I'll be there I'll get the next plane from the Gold Coast leave my car here leave my shit here and say mate I'm out I've got to go you know that's what it is but that's you've got to have people around you like that and if you have people around like that you'll always succeed because you're not scared to make mistakes you're not scared to try things there's new there's no judgement there's no judgement there's no nothing if he said fuck I just killed some poor bastard and I'm down to the police station I need someone to talk to I'll be like mate I wouldn't say, why'd you fucking kill him? I'd say, mate, I'll be there. That's what it is. I'm not going to ask all the questions that go with it. I mean, just, just be there. And you need people around your life like that. If you've got people, you, you don't have a problem in life, I don't think. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't think you can be better than the group of people around you. No, you And can't that's be. why, you know, you see those you see those people that are like, oh, fuck, he's got everything, everything it gets given to him, this yep. and that. But it's yep. like, he's probably just around people that are doing like maddie's a perfect example of that of like course. he's got such a good group of people around him yeah and then when i was growing up mm. i had my mum and my yep. dad and and yep. their oh, and you got great parents and, yeah, you know what i mean, mean yeah. like good people yeah and it's it becomes a lot easier to mm. do the you know you can take risks when of you, course free, you feel free of judgment yep that's like the biggest thing that stops people i think is that what yep. they think their friends are going to think of them that's right if your friends are going to judge you for having <laughs> a crack at something fuck them off Exactly, and that's what you you see that. I mean, how many times do you see that comment on, I'm not a real Facebook troll person, but you see on they come up, oh, just want to let you know I'm going to be culling a few fucking friends. Well, don't even tell people you cull them, just fuck them off. Yeah, like, what's, <laughs> what's the fucking what's point? The point? <laughs> oh, I've got something to say. Don't say it, just fucking do it. And don't even let them know why you cut them. They'll wonder why they, they'll know why you cut them. Because yeah. they're a fuckwit. And they probably don't even notice. That's right. Like, it's just like, oh, shit. shit. Enough to well, that's what I mean. Anyway. You know, they, they, oh, yeah, why did you do that? Well, if you've got a friend on there that even comments about a decision that you make that you feel that you're trying to have a crack, well, yeah. what's the point? Like, really, what's the point? It's 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 so much easier to cut people down than it is to... It is. And, and that's why the, the, the trolling is such a big thing because they sit in a little bubble. Oh, you know what? I'm fucking. Well, they're free of consequence too. Yeah, of course, because if someone says something really fucked up to me, I'm probably gonna have a go at them. But when you're behind the internet, behind that's right. the fake, like that's what thing you see with like fighters and stuff. When people are like you are fucking shit, Connor. <laughs> like, man, if you saw Conor McGregor, you would get on your knees and strip his jocks from his body. Yeah, like, exactly. You know I mean? And then, and it's a it's a good point because and that's what I always say to you know, that, that whole cyberbullying and all this sort of shit. And that's what I always say to my son. I said, mate, you are no better than anybody, but no one is better than you. Yeah. Nobody. I don't care who it is, what it is, nobody. I don't care whether the queen comes over here. She ain't better than you, just buddy. Just a person. It's just a person, and you're going to show the same respect that they're going to show you, and that's what's going to happen every day, you know? I mean, Axel got into an incident not long ago just at school, and, you know, he's full of bloody testosterone and all the rest of it, and, you know, some kid's calling him a bloody nigger, you know, like you know black fella and yeah you got big lips you got this you know that. and i always tell him look mate it doesn't matter it's just words right but after a while i mean this shit piss you off you know and you know one kid pushed him and he pushed him back and he fell over and put like buddy you know tiny little gash in his head and you know what the school didn't handle it you know the the, the mum and dad went to the police station and said you know it's, it's fucking assault assault yeah kids fight Kids fucking fight. Especially it's when other kids call other kids fucking <laughs> shit names. So, you know, the situation is, 
really to the yeah. principal really is this what we've become we we can't defend ourselves axel got another incident you know, six months i said there is you will not fight with anybody ever i said unless you're protecting the weak the you know the misfortunate you know, people in wheelchairs disabled mentally you know handicapped whatever it might be you will protect them until the cows come home because they are unable to do it to themselves and you are strong enough and fit enough and fast enough to be able to stand up for any of that and that's what you will do you know and he got there's a teddy bear being thrown away from a handicapped person he grabbed it and said there's enough's enough and whatever and you know he got into trouble because you know give one of these kids a bit of a touch up a bit of a touch up and I said to the principal I said mate if anything happens to this I'll be on every news place I'll be on every telecast I'll be on every radio station to the fucking cows come home mate I said that you cannot allow a society not to stick up for the week yeah. you cannot that will not happen if we do that we have stooped to a whole fucking new level a whole new level of, of life you cannot do that it's impossible you know and that's it's the same as uh, you, know, you know one person I had an incident at the gym and his fucking fault he wanted to join the gym and thought it was going to be this fantastic thing that he was able to showcase you know his products and all that I'm, so, I'm not a showroom you know yeah. but he thought it was that oh well it wasn't what I cracked up to be well he locked into a contract buddy it's what it is you're not getting out of it. So he goes on to my reviews and writes, very unprofessional, blah, 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 blah. So I, I got his number. I text him. I said, can't be a fucking man to come to me with a situation. You want to bring my reviews down? So I jump on his website. Yeah, it's just less, there's less consequence when yeah. it's behind the screen. Exactly. So I, he gives me one star. I get, so I go back and go one star and then he comments, oh, well, there's, you know, there's no need for that. And I said, well, take my fucking review off and come and face me like a man and talk to me about the situation and the issue. Oh, well, I'll just take the review off. Could have saved a whole lot of fucking drama just not doing that. Yeah. Like, just f- approach people. Like, if you've got a problem, just ask them or, 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 or tell them, look, look this, is not, this is not the issue. This is what we need to face. It's not a big issue. It's like, mate, this is what it was. They're the facts. You didn't do it. Why is that my fault? You know, but want to hide behind something else, you know, and that's what people do. I think you know, trolling and all the rest. I can't even stand that shit anyway. It's just ridiculous, and they're just weak. People that troll are weak individuals. They just are. They're just weak uh, individuals that you know haven't found themselves to to try something new or haven't failed or haven't done anything. I think that's just the way it is. It's just like a bit of a blanket of frustration. I think of a lot of people too, because there really isn't much like there just isn't much fulfillment in what people do like i get a lot of enjoyment like this podcast i have no i don't make a cent out of it and i've I've spent a lot of my days doing it Mm. it's fulfilling i enjoy sitting down the people that are on here are either my friends and i or i haven't spoken to anyone i don't know yet but they're people i'm interested in or respect or want to know their opinions and it's comes from a place of this fulfills me yeah it's not right. that it makes money and there's mm. a there's a problem in society where you have to do things for money mm. that have zero fulfillment yep. that like nutritional value to your yeah, soul yeah, yeah. or your yeah, happiness that's right and then you get this front like a immense frustration people that's why you get road rage and traffic like, yep. we're not supposed to sit in a fucking <laughs> car for two hours each way like i've got friends that sit for two yeah. hours each way yeah there no wonder they're frustrated yeah it's like there is frustration yeah. that comes out of that yeah. because but then you look like there's a bunch of cogs that have to turn in this wheel of society but yep. so i think that 
you know, that's where it's important where if you are in a position where you don't have fulfillment in what yeah. you do and you yep. realize that there is this frustration, right, yeah. go for a 5K run. Yep. Do something that's yep. hard. Join a gym. Yep. Join a club. Be a do part something. of something. Do, you know, you have to... You yeah. have to be the master of your own. Yeah. Oh, you do. You know what I mean? And yeah. take control of it instead yep. of the easy way. And like, it's yeah. just the human condition is path of least resistance, yep. like yep. we were saying. Yep. You have to go, fuck the path of least resistance because mm. the path of least resistance is yep. trolling on Twitter or fighting with yep. someone on Facebook where there's yeah, no consequences. Yeah. You can do it from your couch. Yep. And sadness compounds mm. are just in the same way that positivity yep. compounds exactly but it's like you you that positivity comes from doing shit that's hard and getting a reward out of it yeah yeah like i was saying i've been doing this 5k run on saturdays i fucking hate running yeah i hate it <laughs> shit it hurts my legs yeah and it's uncomfortable for the entire time that i'm running yeah, yeah, but yeah. i still get up on the saturday morning yeah and i still do it, do it because mm. it, there's a reward that comes at the end of it there's yeah. either a reward yeah or there's a you didn't try hard enough which yeah. I've, I've had both yeah. i've had one day where i was three minutes quicker yeah. one day and then the very next week i went and i was two and a half minutes slower yeah, than yeah, the yeah. week before yeah, 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 so yeah. it's either a reward or yeah. it's a go back to the drawing board buddy but either way there's a feeling of accomplishment yep that comes from it and it's like that's on a saturday morning and yeah. if you work on a saturday get up that little bit earlier it's yep. like yep. but it, it, it's easier yeah, 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 to be a hater. Yep, and there's oh, it is. There's a, such a hater culture. Too. Oh, there's it's a real so hater crazy. culture out there, isn't there? Really, I mean, it's 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 crazy because I, I, you read some stuff. I really don't read too much of that shit only because I just don't have time. But it's funny that um, it's funny to sort of read the comments when someone has an opinion, like a genuine opinion, like, and it's not of the part, the person that had the previous. I mean, people just fucking fire like oh, yeah. i mean holy shit like bubba's the best in the world no he's fuck fucking you, not Charlie. fuck you yeah. <laughs> i'm like really there's that much hatred in it's crazy in a, to, in, a, in, a in a forum like that like it, it's that crazy to me to like i think the there's a big problem with people that base their um mm. they base an argument on an ideology yeah yeah and it's like an ideology is just that. It's an ideology. Yeah. Like what a conversation is when you've got facts yeah. and you've got That's facts right. yeah. and then we kind of bounce the fact and they always say the truth's in the middle. Yeah. But like when people come to me or like where they argue and they're like, oh, like veganism, or yeah. they're just so fucking attached to this Passionate. ideology. Yeah. But there's a, there's a book that I've been reading by this uh, psychologist, um, mm. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And he's been in the news a bunch lately for mm. like some stuff that he's been going through but basically there's he his whole book starts off with like yin and yang and it's basically yep. chaos and order order yeah. and the dot in order is chaos yep. and the dot in chaos is order so yep. there's there's Always potential with both and yeah. he says that the key to living a happy life is by living right on that line mm. of yin and yang between yep. chaos and order yeah, 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 and that yeah, yeah. these people that cling to ideologies all they're trying to cling to is order. Yep. So when you're at, say, with like the vegan idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. you want that order yep. to be all like CrossFit. People that think CrossFit's the, the, the they, shit. They, yeah. That's order. It's yep. regimented. It's safe. Yep. Yep. It's a place where, and then that it attracts people that think the way that you do. That's right. So then when you get someone that says that uh, fucking F45 is yeah. the best, they're yeah. attacking your 
ideology and they're trying to disrupt the order that you've created for yourself and people just want order yeah so it's like they're trying to it's like such a weird thing and then people will start all they will do is they'll just negate every fact like say if (laughs) crossfit comes out that it's the worst thing in the world for you then they'll go based like they'll discard the facts and vegans do the same thing of course they'll discard the facts and then they protect their ideology which essentially is just protecting order yeah that's right so it kind of becomes a bit easier to be like oh well this person's really not arguing for veganism they're arguing for order yeah that's right they're arguing against chaos within yeah and ideology is 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 also has to be found by yourself whether that is good or bad for you you can't actually the only thing i mean crossfit you know people say oh i'm I'm, I'm gonna go and get fit i've joined crossfit i'm like you should probably not join crossfit you've got to be fucking fit to join crossfit yeah like the movements in crossfit are specific very specific very very strong strong core strong like even myself training every day i train i train to be functional the word functional to me is so that i can run faster than axel swim faster than axel yeah (laughs) that's my functional that's what functional means to me not to be faster than you but to be faster than him for as long as i can right to be able to have bigger arms and arm wrestle him for as long as i can that's 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 my world right there okay because i'm going to try and hang on to that for as long as i can because i know my dad did it to me right so i'm like you know what and you turned out all right yeah and i turned out all right right so that's 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 my world but then There'll come a time. It's the same as CrossFit, right? You do CrossFit for 10 years. Maybe you're not the strongest, but you push your body hard. You're probably going to stuff something up eventually, right? Yeah. So then your ideology starts to fade. Yeah. You, go, you know what? I kind of need something yeah. different. I need to train my body different. I'm going to go and look for something not quite as competitive. I know I'm competitive, but I'm going to go to a gym that's still got good functional movement, but they're not going to push as hard or whatever. So your ideology changes as you sort of mature through those stages of life, I think. And I'm the same. It's like, you know what? He just kicked my ass in 50-meter sprint. I probably don't need to train for that anymore. Maybe I'll just train for the 200. Yeah. Or I'll train my body a different way or whatever that might be. But if you you base your identity around Mm. something Mm. and it's not rooted in facts or sustainability then you set yourself up for like a massive failure. You do. But if you root yourself around a fact, like yep. if this would be like when I talk to vegans and they're like super attached to the whole vegan, mm. killing animals, whatever. Yep. I go, all right, let's not say let's not kill animals. Or the, right, the argument that really pisses me off is we're not supposed to eat meat. Yep. There is so much <laughs> biological evolutionary evidence Yep that we are supposed to eat meat we only evolved the, to be humans because mm. we ate cooked meat yep that's like that's such a, a massively mm-hmm. factually based argument mm-hmm. so if a vegan wants to come to me and says we're not supposed to eat meat i go okay piss off what else have you got yeah what you can say to me though yep. is i don't want animals to be living in factory yep. farms yep. i don't want animals to be killed cruelly yep. i don't want animals to have unnatural mm. lives then that's a that's something I can be down with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's a, that's you know, a, that's a whole if, different approach. Yeah, yeah, and that's like a factual, yep. intellectual. Yep. There's sustainability there. There's like there's so many good things that you yep. can say around that exactly. argument. Yeah. But you can't just get attached to this thing that things aren't <laughs> meant to die. Everything is born and everything dies. That's right. And if a cow falls over yeah. of natural causes, yeah. bet your ass yeah. 
yep. a dingo something's gonna or eat it. something's gonna eat it it yep. has to eat it and then it gets decomposed yep. and it goes into the soil yep. and it, that's it, just like, what it is it's how own. this whole thing yeah. but it's yeah. an idea yeah I and know. then when you base yourself yeah. around this this idea yep. and you get so attached to it when that idea crumbles yeah I know. Well, and I've got a lot of mates too. You know, Adrian, I'm trying this vegan thing. I'm like, mate, you can do whatever you want. You know, oh, I've lost all this weight. Well, okay. You know why you've lost weight? Because it's not really how we're supposed to live. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, well, we'll see how long you last. Yeah. You know, or we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, why are your arms so skinny again? You know, like, I mean, and look, you can get a lot of protein out of being in a vegan diet. You yeah, can. But you've got to sure. eat a lot of shit. Right? That's exactly. You've got to eat a lot of food. To that's get that. exactly the thing. So when yep. you look at, yeah. like from an evolutionary standpoint, the big one that is funny is like, yeah. oh, well, gorillas only eat yep. plants. Yeah, they eat plants for 15 <laughs> hours a, a day, day yeah. every single day. Yep. The bones on their, the mm. top of their skull have yeah. jaw muscles attached to them that wrap the entire way <laughs> around right. their face. Exactly. If they could eat meat, if they, yeah. well, the reason they don't eat meat is because they'd have to eat raw meat, which yep. would mean they'd have to chew even more. Yeah. So then yeah. they'd be eating raw meat for 17 yeah. hours a day yeah. to get the same calories. Yeah. yeah. Well, and chimps, you know, uh, chimps Bet your actually ass they eat, eat meat they eat when meat they can. When they yeah. can. You yeah. mean, when... When something's running through the bush, they'll go out and they'll take it and they'll get the iron out of it and they'll yeah. they'll eat it and they'll eat it raw and whatever. But they don't. It's not their primary diet, okay? But if it's around, yeah, they'll have a go. Same as yeah. a baboon. I mean, shit, they eat berries and freaking shit all day long. But I tell you what, if, if, if there's another stray ape going across the top, they'll have a go. It's all because it's all calories in versus calories out. Exactly. So and it's expenditure. What it, you're doing? Yeah. I mean, you can't go and get no lion eating plants all day. No. That's not how his body's made, you know. A lion, lioness. I mean, that's just, that's just that's just the shit how it goes. I mean, and it's the same thing. I mean, it's kind of a. And again, you get I think a lot of vegans offside with all this stuff, but you know, to eat thirty grams of protein being a vegan is not the same as eating thirty grams of protein Versus, through whey. Yeah, it's just not. The body will synthesize and disperse of plant-based protein faster. You need more of it yeah. to have the same sort of effect right not to say that's a that's, that's not a bad thing but you're just gonna need more of it so it's not equal yeah in its way the, the body will capture a whey protein or a meat protein better through the body than what you know than a plant protein and you'll get all the vegans well this study showed this this okay all right let's go do 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups 100 and, and just do a 10k run you go eat that way i'll go eat this way and we'll see how we go at the yeah. end of the day it's just, just the way it is. It's just, you can't argue with that. Like, yeah, it's just cal- calories in, calories, calories out. In. You end up like looking like an Ethiopian. I mean, the, the, they're malnutrition. They're, they're not getting no lamb. They're, yeah. they're not getting enough meat. They're not getting, you know, the malnutrition through a lot of different substances, all the rest of it. But it's kind of how, kind of way it is. We're doing a vegan protein, but we're doing it because... People it, want it. People want it. Yeah, market. And... I'll drink it too. I don't have a problem with it, but it's not my only primary source of protein. I'll yeah. take that protein, but it's not my primary source. Will I have it one on, one off? Yeah, probably. Why not? But And I like the taste and it's it's okay. Primarily vegan. The thing I love about vegans is that they'll pay anything. <laughs> Just to stick with it. They'll pay anything. If it's, got, if it's vegan, it's organic, certified, it's come from the Himalayas. They want it. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. I'll pay a hundred. Yeah, it's only worth twenty, but I'll, I'll pay a hundred. That's right? classic. But, you know, and and because they're a, so attached. Because yeah, but it's not a bad thing. It's just their way of thinking is uh, it's got to be the best. That's going to be the best for my body. I want to look after my body, which is not a bad thing. But again, I think the problem with it is is that people take advantage of that. 
yeah. you know they really do they, they they overprice stuff where it doesn't actually need to be overpriced like that it really doesn't it, it needs to be priced accordingly to what it's actually worth not to what the market will pay yeah we're not going to do that but clearly but that's the that's just <laughs> nature of the beast capitalism 101 of is something's only worth what someone else will pay for it that's right yeah you can have a set of sneakers that's made by dunlop volley and a pair of nikes with a nike stripe on a dunlop volley and people will pay hundred bucks because people want more that's right they want yeah. they want that and that's just how it goes you know so you know it's it's, it's that's what everything's only worth what people are prepared to pay yeah. so the market what, everything what was the inspiration behind starting hf protein uh for me it was to again i'm i, I love a beer like every other bloke i love food i love everything but but for me to as i'm getting a little bit older i i need more protein in my diet and I wanted a protein that I knew exactly what went in it and I wanted to know that it was just full of shit and full of fillers and full of things that I had really no control over because I didn't really need the extra thing. Meanwhile, I'll have a fucking monster. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to that food source, protein and all the rest of it, I wanted to know what that was going to be and how how that would react with my body and I wanted it as kind of as pure as possible because if, if I'm going to eat, you know, I always say, got 23 25 meals in a week i'm gonna probably most likely eat 19 to 21 of those pretty healthy yeah but when i go at it i'll have a good go am i gonna drink beer during the week no not all the time but friday saturday i'll have a real good push you know give it a nudge. <laughs> i'll give it a real good nudge but at the end of the day and that's what that kind of balance is the body can respond to that type of balance it can re- respond to that 70 30 80 20 rule and that yeah. is if you're doing everything pretty right 80 percent of the time seven days in the week and you go to the gym four or five you're doing all right yeah if you can survive yeah. as a meth addict yeah. you can survive yeah. drinking beer on the way that's right. your body's you're doing all right, all right. You're, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be you're okay. not gonna melt down no you're not gonna melt down so and that's the thing with the protein i wanted to develop a protein that was pure um you know clean branding a branding that could be exported internationally it could be accepted domestically it could be looked upon as a non-intimidating protein from a male and a female perspective so they'd look at it and go mm, that looks too you know aggressive i wanted a female to look at my brand and go that's great yeah and i want a male to look at it and go that's nice i like that i could see that in my cupboard it's not you know it's not a 10 kilo tub that i'm gonna get massive yeah it looks like a paint bucket yeah it looks like a paint bucket something you get in this fucking uh exactly yeah so for me it was about developing something that was a nice clean packet nice you know a good pure product uh you know, manufacture through a good manufacturer that was a, a good pre-approved manufacturer and all the rest of it. So obviously with Monster, you learn a lot of, about that sort of manufacturing, yep. distribution, all the rest of it. So I wanted that. And then I wanted to develop a range that was, you know, maybe four to six products strong, but only develop things that are probably current in the market that work, not not the the compound, the isolate, the, yeah. you know, the, the, the everything else that goes along with it. And your body doesn't really know what the hell to grab. You know, it can only process so much. That's the thing. That's what I always tell to people. Yeah, well, like when you... You can only process so much protein. You can only process so much of that particular type of food. And, you know, that's what I always say to people. When you're eating at night, you, your smallest meal of the day is for, bre- for, for dinner. Yeah. Because your body you're needs... You're about to go to sleep. You're about and to then go to sleep. Yeah, you've got to metabolize it. So, you know, you're taking in a big 500-gram steak and you ain't going to digest that. In the morning, you're not going to be even hungry because your stomach hasn't even gone through chance, that had yeah. a chance so you always got to remember whatever you're taking at night past probably six or seven o'clock your probably body's going to break down maybe 20 30 percent of that next the rest of it will be accessible use you know fat or whatever i mean your protein you can't store it goes out the body but when it comes to a carbohydrate it'll convert and there's this big thing about sugar 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 well it's not that sugar is that bad the issue with sugar is is that 
if you're obese at a bad diet and sugar's your number one it's the fastest and quickest thing for the body to grab hold of for an energy yeah, source yeah it's it, the body will grab it and it will not look for anything else yeah. so then you crave you more train sugar. your body yeah. to only run off that fuel source and then it's got that fuel source and fuel source it's the same as coffee you know the, the you know the, go easy yeah, on coffee have it, mate go you know, easy on coffee yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no but to you know to, to to have a shit in the morning yeah. you know a lot of people i gotta have me coffee yeah it helps me get going you know that's my that's that's my thing that's my, you know. <laughs> But that's okay. You know, it's, 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 it's a habit thing. It's caffeine. It, it gets the body started. It, it fuels the body, heats the body. It, it gets going. So that's why in the morning, you know, unless you're exercising straight up, breakfast is the first thing you think about apart from your missus that's next to you or whatever else it might be. But breakfast has to be the key. Your carbohydrates, proteins, you've got to have everything in that first meal because I'll guarantee you whatever you have at breakfast will be gone Yeah. by dinner time. Be gone not even exist yeah if I don't eat breakfast I'm a shit joke oh I have to eat breakfast that's what we always say to people that are a little bit overweight do you eat breakfast no I miss that what about dinner oh yeah fuck yeah big dinner hook in <laughs> yeah well, why don't you make what you have for dinner have that for breakfast if you're missing out have that and then if you're not having anything don't have anything have a protein shake or something at night time you do that with people that listen at least they lose six kilos like in two or three oh shit mate you know i'm losing weight this exercise is really kicking in i'm like oh you eating right yeah oh yeah i'm not eating at night time much i'm just having like maybe 100 grams of you know salmon with a bit of salad i'm like well there's your trick right there your body gets to settle i'm like always hard to make people understand that this is this is like an engine like it's it's, it's empty in the morning you gotta fill it mm. fill it and it's gotta go all the way through the, the day but don't fill it up again at night because the car's sitting in the yeah, garage, sitting in the garage yeah. it doesn't need it all right you're not gonna, you're not getting it ready to go again because if you try and get it ready to go again in the morning, it doesn't need breakfast. You need it to have breakfast, all right? Otherwise, you're just filling it up twice, and you're overfilling it. Yeah. And you're overfilling the car, and all of a sudden, all the fuel starts to spill out. But it's not fuel spilling yeah. out; it's fat going yeah. on your body. And it's kind of the easiest way to explain it to people. You know, people, are like, oh, in fact, that kind of makes sense. You know, got two guys I'm working with at the moment, same thing, and they're like, "Is this diet shit's kind of working, eh?" Like, <laughs> no shit, bro. No shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> But it, 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 it's, it's, it's amazing to kind of, you know, I worked with a, I worked with a, a you know, a surgeon. I'm, I'm talking a God surgeon. Like, I mean, cream of the crop. 163 kilos. 92 kilos now. Came, oh. to, came to me and said, yeah, I'm going to lose my marriage. Fucking divorce. Makes 10 million bucks a year. Like, God, right? Said my, and he goes, I don't want to do me like every other fucking trainer and this, that, and whatever. What do you, you know, tell me I've got to give up this, 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 and this, and this. You eat, drinking two liters of Coke a day, two bottles of wine, 16 standard drinks. Okay, all right. I said, no, mate. I said, I'm not going to tell you that. I said, what I'm going to do is over the next four months, I'm going to just wean you off a few things. But tomorrow you're going to have 1.75 liters of Coke. You're going to have that for the full week. Yeah. And then the next week, we're going to drop you down 1.5. Okay, so the body doesn't immediately go into shock because it's missing out on all these sugars and everything else to keep you fueled and you're not going to be able to work. Like yeah. You're not going to be able to actually do any work. Otherwise, you're just going to be craving too much. And then you're going to have 14 standard drinks instead of 16. You know, But it, it takes the body a long time to respond to that type of effort because yeah. it's got to start looking at, okay, what else can I grab? What else can I grab? Oh, no, 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 no we're not getting any sugar. It needs to go, oh, shit. I got, got sugar. this fattier than yeah, last yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I didn't get as much and then that's what you've got to train the body to do. And if everybody kind of listens to that and stops being such a greedy pig, then you can actually lose weight really, really, really quick. And that's the problem with obesity and a lot of these things in our country today. I mean, obesity is on the rise tenfold and 
our country as a whole is the worst in the world now. Yeah, you know, it's pretty obesity, bad. especially in children now. So it's pretty it's pretty sad actually. And then you know, we actually had a chat to the one of our local members. We were trying to go to one of the health funds and say, "What if I went to um, you know, Medicare or whatever. I went to MBF or whoever. I went to one of the guys, Suncorp, and said, I'm gonna, what I want you to do is I'm going to give you 400 practitioners in this country. They're going to be certified practitioners. They're going to test BMI. They're going to test fat ratios. They're going to test everything twice a year. If you're, a, if you're a member of that health fund and you go get two checkups a year and you are under and you are looking after yourself and you've taken care and everything... We're going to rebate you 50% mm-hmm. for your health fund. We're going to rebate you. We're going to give you money back. So at the end of the year, you can either put it in your super fund as a refund to top up your super fund. So now we're fixing the government's problems. Or you can take that as a check for Christmas. What do you want to do? If that was out today, I'd sign up because I know I keep healthy. Yeah, because it's incentive to be fit. It's incentive to be fit, right? It's incentive to be healthy. It's incentive to stay within a range of a... You can't say BMI specifically. You can say like a fat ratio. You can say like, yeah. you know, your body fat's too high or whatever. And you've got to, you've got to make it reasonable based on the, the person itself. Or Well, I guess you the could, there's, because there's a difference between cl- clinically obese and That's right. overweight. That's right. There so is. if you can, if you, yeah, maybe that would work if you were just under a clinical obese level. That's right. So, but, but if you, but year on year, well, you, you might start on a, t- that's, what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's done on a, between a five and a 50% or well, five, well, five and a hundred, right? This year I lost 2% body fat. Tick. Doctor throws it as your rebate. It gives you twenty bucks, you know, a quarter, whatever. All right, but next year you come back and, and then all of a sudden you've just lost all this weight. Well, do, 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 you get a couple more ticks. So not only are you doing that, but you're doing it for your family, and then you're doing it for yourself. And then everyone's like, well, you know, you know, you're yeah, but the fitter people are, the more injuries they have because they go to CrossFit. Okay, I'm like, all right, let's put that in perspective. You go to the physio, physio costs you eighty bucks. But if you have heart disease and you go in for a, a yeah. bypass, that costs the government sixty grand. So how many physios do you have to go to before you make sixty grand? Yeah, you go like every day for a tune up. Yep. Get, get your hip stretched out. <laughs> so we're 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 rewarding the system for staying fit. We're rewarding the system to stay healthy. We're rewarding the system to 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 stay within this. How room. do you think Coca Cola will feel about that? Yeah, you reckon that. There's no reason why a system like that couldn't work. I, I can guarantee you. Some court said to me, Adrian, yep, no worries. We're going to set up a separate LLC. We're going to set up a company and you're going to use our members. I guarantee you, you'd get 15 to 20% of those members as an average come straight over and say, where's that doctor? I, yeah. I want to get mine tested right now. You're paying 1200 1500 two grand in in private health cover mm. you know 200 bucks a, depending on your family size 200 bucks a month 2400 bucks a year that cost you half that that's uh, massive it's massive you the extra house like the extra like the mortgage that you know you can well, pay your mortgage off extra, like yeah, quicker school fees you can, i mean yeah. you got whatever but not only that imagine if you put it back into a super fund so what if you said what if the government said if you put it back into the super we actually give you an extra we'll point double two. it yeah we'll double we'll give yeah. you another 10 percent or whatever you whatever you do so if you set up a scheme based on Again, that all right. I want that. Oh, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna strive to it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take myself out a 12 week challenge, and I'm gonna drop that weight in that next quarter so that I get that rebate. Yeah, that's for myself. Real for money. My fam- real money. Like I'm talking real cash. It's not like some make believe tax money that you yeah. never get back. It's like my health fund said this. And not only that, we're actually giving doctors more work. Yeah. Because they got to go to that doctor. 
But if you go to the doctor, you get half of that back. The doctor gets his cut. You get your cut. Everybody's happy. So I think we're looking at obesity as everyone's like, sugar, 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 sugar. We need to fix this. I mean, no one's coming up with a freaking answer. No yeah. one is. Why don't we reward society for staying healthy then? Why don't we? Oh, it's too hard, too hard. I mean, the amount of bureaucracy bullshit you've got to go through to try and do that would be a nightmare, but why not? That's the thing that has always pissed me off when people say like, oh, it's too big of an issue. It's mm. got, it's too, it's, it's out of control now. Mm. It's like, if it saves one fucking person, isn't it worth it? Why like if it, it was your kid that was going to die yeah. and you'd say, nah, you know what? Like someone says, look, your kid's going to die if we can't get this through. Yep. Do you think you'd work hard enough to make it happen? I know you would. Of course you would. Of course you would. That's what we would say to people that, that you know, with just, fit. There's no, there's no, um, people have this, I guess this thing of like, uh, it's the government. Yeah. It's not, man. It's just people. Like yeah, you call this person, then you call that person, then you, you get a member chain. of Warren Andrews. Like it's yep. a fuck around. Yeah. But it's just people. Yeah, that's right. And then there's no, it's just so much easier to blame yep. the government. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. And, and you know what? Um, the, the military's like that. I mean, it's, it's an absolute paperwork nightmare. Yeah. But it's, it's procedure. It's just what has to be done. So you, you might as well not jump on the bandwagon and just get in it and have a go because that's just what it is. You know, like for me, I seriously want to continue following it up because I feel that it could actually work. Yeah, it's it, an it, amazing it, idea. It, it works in other places around the world. It works in two other countries. I mean, South Africa's had it for like 10 years. Oh, so there's other places that actually yeah, do actually a similar do thing. Yeah, well, they do a reward system. So the reward system is based on, you know, you go to a gym, clocks you in. There's a time in and a time out. It's not going to like, you can't just go throw your tag there. It's like you're there 45 minutes, three days a week, right? So they're like, okay, well, you met that requirement. Tick, you get 10% off of uh, a shoe company down here or whatever, or you get... 20% off health products or you get yeah, whatever right. I mean. so there's a reward system you get that card and then it goes from bronze silver platinum you get the platinum you get the cream of the crop yeah so they're encouraging you to go and buy more of that particular type of thing with sporting goods because you're going to be active right so yeah. why not so they only gear it towards those things they don't go you're getting 20% off Hugo Boss they don't give a shit they want you to go and buy a tennis racket yeah <laughs> so make it relative and the to cycle it. repeats that's right go and buy a bike go and buy a scooter like whatever is that rebel you can have yeah and get 30% off 20% off whatever it might be yeah you know so you're fueling the economy based on your it's like refund. incentive based and it's mm. the same it's, I guess it's what you were saying before about you want the guy that's going to come to you and say give me 50 grand base salary I'm going to yep. get after it yep and that's the guy that you want they're the guys that they're can the actually get the job done so yep. it's like once you and start incentivizing people exactly you know, that's how you actually do yeah. get results. That's like, you yeah. see, that's what attracts people to Wall Street. It is. That's what attracts people boom, to real boom, estate. Boom. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're people that actually want to have a crack. Exactly. Well, that's what attracts people to business. Yep. Because, uh, I mean, for me, the reason, like, I got into, I always thought that if I didn't do my own business, I'd go into, like, real estate or something. Yep, yep. Because I wanted to be in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't, yep. I don't like working for people because I don't like the feeling of not being in control of yep. what... Of your own destiny is, is happening yeah. and it's like i hate when there's a ceiling yep if there's a ceiling over mm. me mm. i'd rather be poor yeah <laughs> with no ceiling over me yeah and striving against yeah. something than yeah. say earning 80 grand or 90 grand yep. a year but that's the cap that's where it stops and then your life is spent living under this umbrella of what eighty thousand dollars can afford you yep i'd rather make twenty thousand dollars with the possibility of 
no ceiling. That's right. Because it's just a going. more attractive way to me for me to live my life, exactly. like my life. I feel like I'm living it for something. Exactly. As soon as you <clears throat> cap it out, and that's I guess you know if you relate that back to this healthcare thing, yep. then it's like it's capped out. That's the money you pay. What's that's the incentive right. to be fit? What's the incentive to do this or that? There is none. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I mean, if you if you if you can actually get to that, and then you know maybe only I mean healthcare has got to make money, but. You're not going to take it all. It doesn't have to make fucking billions, though, man. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's what's always really frustrated me. Like, it's a that's a slippery slope as well, though, because you've got Mm. free market capitalism. That's the move. Yep. Because then the free market can tell you that, like, if someone makes a shitty product or does a shitty service, the market abandons that person. That's right. That's how it should work. Yep. Exactly. And then as soon as you start intervening and say you need to hire this amount of employees, you need to hire this amount yep. of this or this CEO mm. needs to, it's like, well, then you're not really like, because there's a free market in terms of the product. Yeah. Then there's a free market in terms of the people running the business. Yep. And it's the same as the army. The cream rises to the crop. The yep. guys that try the hardest are going to, so where the world gets pushed forward by yep. kind of working around that free market. That's right. But there is, in my mind, there has to be a point when, like, I've always thought, and I don't, I, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's thought out well enough, but say a company like Apple, right? Yep. They got $500 billion in the bank, maybe yep. more. Yep. That's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> in my mind, they probably deserve that money because yep. they created something from nothing. Yep. With healthcare and those kind of services that you you're not exactly. what you're doing is you're just it's a gamble That's so right. it's you're relying you're, you're on paying the mass. them yeah. to you you're basically taking risk yep. away from people yep. and saying i've got you if you pay me this yep. and then you can set the price at whatever you want yep. and people have to pay that and yep. then you look at in the states especially their healthcare systems out of control oh yeah it's ridiculous and there's the money that it generates yeah. versus what it actually gives people is nothing that's there's no experience it's so bullshit yeah, yeah. for what you actually pay and there's no yeah. free market because you're only allowed there's three per state that's so right. that's so they've got this whole free market capitalism but it's working in their yeah. favor in a really like yeah. it's it's really not free market at no. all so but you know for them to for me to say like well they don't need to be making billions of dollars i think that applies versus say like an apple because yeah. they're making something yeah that's right yeah but i, I think well, there's a people weird are buying co- it yeah it's and like you have the market's decided that an iphone's right. pretty fucking right yeah that's right well and it's the same i guess it, it's the same thing with a life insurance if it becomes cheap enough people will buy it right you might only get 100 green but they rely on okay well, there might be 10 percent real unhealthy it might be 20 percent on borderline but if we get enough of them it'll pay for it yeah so we just went off of the 1.2 million payout, which is off like a couple hundred grand. So they're going to cost you 16 bucks a week. People sign up for, oh yeah, well, you know, hits the strings, you know, need some money for the kids and blah, blah, blah. But they're just relying on volume. Volume always cures all ills. If you've yeah. got enough of it, it'll cure it. If you're making 0.1%, but you've got a billion people, you're making more than having 100,000 people paying 10%. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But is there like, would you would you agree with the the argument that companies that aren't really making products yep. or that they're just making money off people's yep. potential oh, I illnesses? 100%. Or I don't think that there should they should be allowed to make yep. trillions no. of dollars or billions of dollars in profit no. every single quarter. It's the same with banks, man. Yep. I find that to be a banks very, is a 
banks is a tricky one for me because, um, you know, banks. I think the the healthcare is a really good yeah, example. The health this the, the healthcare is a really good example. And yeah. This, but yeah, yeah. Banks, but is banks, a, banks is a funny one because you know the stronger your the stronger your banks are, the stronger your economy is going to be. So if you're returning a dividend, if you're returning money back to the shareholders, if you're if you're if you're returning that constant return as a bank uh, to shareholders, to you know to lenders, to whatever it might be. I mean, we got some of the most powerful banks in the world. I mean, they're obviously independent and, you know, it's not, not run in, in, a, in a particular type of way. But, you know, should they make as much money? No. Should they make money? Yes. But I think yeah. there's that fine line with, it, with, with the banking. If they can justify it, you know, look, if, if you know, prime example, I mean, you know, the, the Irish bloke that took over bloody Qantas. I can't remember his name. Fucking Qantas is in a world of hurt. They're paying him four, five, six million bucks a year. But he took the, he turned it around, right? Yeah, yeah, because Qantas was up the shit in up the shit, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, if it wasn't for him paying another four or five million bucks, Qantas would be, we wouldn't even have an Australian airline, yeah. you know, for that guy. It's the same as, you know, the CEOs that take over, you know, certain firms and people are like, geez, you get paid a lot. Well, Connor deserves it in a way because he produced what he said he yeah, could probably result. produce. And it's the same, I think, as you say, for products. I mean, I. I well, I think I any time you're creating something from nothing, yeah, you deserve it. Then you deserve that because you've got something that wasn't in the world, and then you've put it yep. back into the world, and yeah. that's what. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. But yeah, I just I've got a problem with the healthcare because you're getting all of these dudes. Oh, I do too. That are just making this crazy money, yeah. and there's an incentive. There's money in people being sick. Yep. And it's the same with pharmaceutical companies. Yep. There's money in people being sick. Yep. There's more money in people being sick than being healthy. That's right. A and lot that, more. That's a problem. That's that a is. problem when sickness becomes profit. And that's the same why there shouldn't be privatized jails. Yep. Yep. Because then incarceration right. is linked to profit. Exactly. So we've got these negative aspects of yeah. society that are linked to making money. That's right. And that's what I have an issue with. Yeah. I'm a big, big firm believer in that as well. I just, I, you know, we're paying a Medicare levy as a portion of our tax. I don't get a doctor. You know, I mean, if I did, it'd be great. You know, if I had an accident or whatever, emergency care or whatever that it might be, but, you know, In same terms with private of, health. Yeah, like heart disease yeah, and things like right. that. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a, this is a, a good example is when I got sick, yeah. I flew from America, I yep. busted my kidney. Yep. I didn't know I only had one kidney. Yep. I get to the um, hospital. Yeah. I get a phone call. They said, look, You've got one kidney. Yep. It's blocked. Yep. You could die. Yep. Get a get, get in an ambulance right now. Go to the hospital. I spent seven days in Adelaide Hospital. Yep. Had a surgery. Yep. Um, it. No, I didn't no. fix it. Just oh. got me good enough to yep. fly back to Australia to see yeah, a specialist. Okay. Yep. I was back to Brisbane. Yep. That was so. That was free. I walked into Adelaide. Yep. And I walked out. Yep. That wasn't that wasn't me. No. Abusing my body. body. No, no, to no, the no. point that was, where I yeah, that was right. a that was a. Yeah, legitimate yeah yeah that's right walked in walked out didn't pay a cent yep. very thankful for that yep then went to brisbane mm. saw a specialist yep. went through the hospital i was a mm. category one yep. like so they had to deal with it asap, ASAP got yeah. another surgery yep. went back got another surgery after yep. that three surgeries i'd spent a total of maybe three and a half weeks in hospital yep didn't pay a cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's right. That is a very, that yeah. is a luxury in modern society. Massive luxury. In it, well, in Australia to yep. do that. Yeah. But yeah, then when you start getting into the, yeah, yep. that whole private healthcare mm. and yeah, yeah. it's, well, well, there's yeah. money in being, there's money in keeping people sick. Yeah, no, that's right. I think it was on the, it was on the news yesterday or whatever. It was like, um, 
the amount of emergencies that they have to see now um, over a week has risen in the last 10 years by nearly 300%. But they're actually not emergencies. They could actually just go to a doctor. Doctor, yeah. yeah. That, that is a big That's problem. a big issue. It's a yeah. massive issue because it's taking up a shitload of time and effort for people that generally don't need to be there, right? Yeah. Uh, cut, splinter, feeling a bit ill. Really? <laughs> Come fucking see a doctor, <laughs> <laughs> Have a couple of Panadol, mate. Like, I mean, you don't know all these situations, but I mean, that was a prime example. I mean, when I was over in the States, this is a, I mean, it's a prime example. When I, when I was over in the States, when I broke my back, um, come off the bike and whatever. No healthcare. I had insurance, so that's what saved me. The company had insurance, so that they paid for everything, obviously. But walked into emergency care, hunched over, like white as a ghost, just so much pain, cramp, back just cramped up so much. But I actually walked in there, bent over, and I couldn't stand up straight because my back was in such a spasm. I sat down there, I sat in emergency for 45 minutes, vomited. They're like, mate, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I mate. I'm not seen that, some shit. I'm not that. I'm, I'm not that fucking bottom feeder, mate. Yeah. I need to see a doctor. You need to get me in there. You know, on the X-ray, mate. You broken your back. L three, L four. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you, you, you walk in here. How long have you been out there for? Again, it's not. It's not. Their, it's just that people get so immune to just sit over there. And be yeah, with you soon. Take a number. Unless your head's cut off or your arm's cut off, I mean, they're not going to see you. That's what it is, you know. And they've obviously got looked after and all the rest of it, but it's the same as it is here. But just people, even when you go into an emergency room today and you look around, it's not an emergency. Yeah. It really isn't. It's just, and it's taking up a lot of time, obviously. But it was funny because they were saying that last night. They've risen like 300% over a week. Yeah, people just don't get more accident prone. <laughs> like, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? There's, there's a trend. Well, actually, it should be less. Yeah. I mean, as think... a society, we're less active. So That's the thing, like, when we were talking about, like, I guess, circling back to the protein and stuff, like, there really isn't an excuse anymore mm. to live a super unhealthy lifestyle. No. Like, back in the day, before, you know, when you were still allowed to advertise mm. cigarettes, like, you come full circle with yep. cigarettes, we just didn't know. No. And people didn't do the research. It takes time to yep. do the, you know, to see a cultural effect of something. Right. Yeah. So, like, when you start McDonald's, yeah. the guy who started McDonald's, I'll... Ronald McDonald probably had a pretty good, like he probably had some pretty pure intentions. Yeah, he said, look, give some good I'll fast give some food quick. food quickly to <laughs> yep. people that don't have a lot of money yep. and I create a restaurant experience yep. for people who can't afford to go to restaurants. Boom, let's throw a big let's just have a crack at yeah. that. And then that was probably good intention. Culturally, yep. they didn't know that they were, get, not that McDonald's responsible for no. people being obese, but no. that doesn't help. No. When people like legitimately, there's still people in America that would eat McDonald's for the majority of their meals per week. Every and then night, yeah. when you see like it's they call it a, a food like mm. food like meal, yep. not yep. actual food. Food, yeah, because there's right, like yeah. barely any nutrition. Yeah, in it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, sugar, but we just didn't know no. enough. And then when you would get people like doctors for years would say low fat, low salt. Yep. Like you need salt. Yeah. You need salt in your body. You need well, fat is a more no added salt. No added sugar, no, yeah. you know, whatever the whatever the food produces or whatever that might be, you know. But yeah, I mean, the the, the sugar, the salt, the sodium, the the cholesterol, the fats. It, that's why the nutrition. That's why everybody. That's why everybody on Instagram is a nutritionist. Yeah, and there's so much food posting, right? I got this. Is it? No, no, this is it. No, this is it. this is what you should do. No, this is what you should do. Yeah, that's actually as I say that um, we 
have so much information we yeah. probably have more misinformation than ever too we do and, and we actually have too much information because it confuses people too they're like well i'll try this for four weeks and uh, that didn't work i'll try this other one for four weeks uh, i'll try this. this guy says i should just be eating protein no carbs all day because this is what it'll do you know you know it doesn't matter I'll fight anybody any day in an argument about carbs the body needs carbs that's your primary energy source it just is that's just what it is so People say, sit back there, come to me sometimes, oh yeah, well, I'm on this no-carb, low-carb diet. Well, how are you going to function? You need to function. Just Your calories out need to be more. Like, just don't be such a pig. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't have your, your steak and chips. Forget the chips. Have your steak, have a bit of salad, or do, do something different with you. Yeah, there's so many ways to, like, if you want to lose weight, put more calories out than you put in. If that's you right. want to gain weight, put yeah. more calories in than you put Cal- out. Put out, that's right. It's, it's like a Bodybuilders aren't yeah. running marathons. Bodybuilders and strong men, I mean, they're, they're, they're just putting, eating and they're, eating they're and eating four and eating. to 7,000 calories a day into their, you know, like top rowing guys, the top swimmers are putting out 6,000 calories a day. In their, they, All they do is eat, you yeah, know, because they're, 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 the, they're putting it out. I mean, they're not obese. They're just putting a huge amount of, you know, work into what they actually do, you know. And I'm the same. I mean, if I'm working harder, I eat more. Yeah. But I only eat excessively if I'm not. It's just the balance between what you do within your own life. And as I always say to, to, to people, make it relative. You don't, like, have a, go grab a bottle of soda water and drink all of it before you eat. I guarantee you won't eat as much. Yeah. You know, so, because the body takes, you know, at least 15 minutes to respond to food. So by that time, you've, hooked in and if you can't stop yourself or you're not full within 15 minutes you're going to probably eat more than what you probably need to and that's why they say yeah your stomach's about the size of your fist right and then we expand it six times right so that's why when you see hot dog competitions eating competitions they eat as fast as they can because the brain will shut them off if they can't get that down in their gob as fast as possible right it'll just shut them off just say mate we're we're just too full we can't take anymore but stomach's pretty durable but if you'd eat your handful you know, your fist size four to five times a day or five, six times. If your output's out and you're putting out a few calories, you're not going to be fat. You just won't. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. That's just what it is. Your and there's a difference it. that people need to distinguish between calories and nutrition. Yeah. Because exactly. there's, a, there's what, a thousand, like for argument's sake, a thousand calories in a cheeseburger yep. or a yep. double. Big Mac or whatever. All right. And then you could have a roast lamb with vegetables mm-hmm. yep. and you could have... Yep. A protein shake and take on a thousand calories yeah that's right but the nutritional value it's very different the, what your body is going to yeah. take out of those yeah. calories is yeah. a totally different if it was a cheeseburger Correct. so it's like the what weighs more a thousand pounds of yeah. feathers or a thousand <laughs> pounds of brick yeah that's both right. weigh a thousand pounds <laughs> exactly the same thing one's just going to be easier to move yeah that's right than, <laughs> you know the, what I mean? than the other one yeah that's right and i think that that's the the primary thing that people need to remember too is that if you can keep it low sugar you know, keep your protein intake. I mean, people need to survive. You need, guys need about one, 1.25 grams of protein per kilo. Women, not as much, but they're still, you know, a gram or gram 1.15. And it's just because their muscle masses are different. But you need to have that to actually just retain muscle, retain growth, you know, have recovery. If, you, if, if you're working hard, you're going to need, you know, for guys, you're going to need 2 to 2.25 grams of protein per kilo. If you try and do that in a meal, you can see how much protein that takes. It's a shitload of protein, right? But that's how you need to fuel the body in recovery and muscle recovery and all the rest of it. And that's kind of how it works. So 
you know, like you have the top Olympians and rowers. And all, I mean, these guys are 200, 250 grams of protein a day. I mean, that's just what it is. You know, so you, you do need to. And people go, oh, well, you don't need as much protein. I eat about 30 grams. Well, probably not 30 grams. You actually probably eat more than that because your milks and all the rest of it. But yeah. You've got to make it relative to based on what you're actually working out as well. So I say to guys, oh, no, I don't have protein chase. I just try and get the protein, but I'm working out six days a week, but I'm not gaining any muscle. Well, of course you're not. Not build, you're, you're not giving you're, it what it needs. You're to not giving it. it what to actually build. Yep. You know, to pull and then to repair, pull and repair. I mean, that's what muscle. To get a muscle bigger, you need to actually break it. You know, you need to strain stretch and fix. it. Put, strain yeah, that's right. Fix. Strain and fix, and that's how it actually builds. And a lot of people kind of miss that dynamic. I think a lot of the time, but but yeah, I think um and, and again with the protein range, we're you know, same as vegan. I mean, we're doing you know an organic based silk rice brown silk rice plus pea protein, both organic but it's a good clean protein and it doesn't taste like shit which most vegan proteins taste um not that it's their fault it's just it's quite earthy i mean if you have plant-based plant-based proteins and all the rest of it there's some good ones out there um and we are going to do a you know pre-workout we're going to do a stim and stim free caffeine caffeine free not out of control 300 milligrams of caffeine per serve but enough to you know, get the body started and all the rest of it. You, you don't want to not follow what works either. You've got to make it relative. But, you know, as I say to people, have a scoop of protein, of vanilla protein or something, on your breakfast in the morning. It's yeah. 30 grams right there. Right there. So you get 30 grams. Saves you having five eggs and some toast, you know, so you can put it on your cereal or whatever. Have one at night before you go to bed if you've exercised in the afternoon. You know, there's 60 grams right there. You know, yeah. just pure protein. So, you know, you're giving your body what it actually needs and then just rely on the rest of the food sources that you have during the day and whatever to, 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 to pull protein from your nuts and, you know, your, your fishes and all the rest of it and then you'll, you'll do okay, you'll stay healthy. But, you know, you've, you've got you've to have a certain amount of protein to be able to, to repair and to be able to continue growth as well. So, mm. but, you know, the international... We, you know, with the with the protein itself too, we've really tried to develop it more. So I think for you know the international market, you know, because the international market is 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 I think with China and Japan is is kind of untouched as well. You know, they get a lot of crap over there, but they're very, it's very hard to get into China as well when it comes to protein. Yeah, just any product, any in product general. Really, yeah. it's, it's got to be certified. It's got to be you got to have a four digit code for it. You got to you know you got to get in there. So that's what we've done and built and designed is more about around that as well. So yeah. So where can people find the protein, mate? Uh, hfprotein.com.au. You can go on there. You can purchase. You can go on to shop now. We we have two different products on there right now. We've got another two ranges coming pretty soon. So yeah, you can go on there, shop now. Gives you all the information, your nutritional information. Your you know we charge sixty five for you know per kilo. So it's a little bit cheaper than you'd find in retail. But again, we're not we're not cutting the margins with a retailer. The middleman, yeah. The middleman, so you can get a little bit better. And it's and it's a, it's a good tasting you know, protein. So we've never had a complaint. I mean, everyone loves it and everyone thinks it's, it's pretty amazing. So that's, that's the best feedback. And we've probably really tried to not go too hard on it because we want as much feedback yeah. first. Yeah. Don't go into the marketplace with, you know, a two ton of this gear and then everyone goes, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> Start with four or 500 kilos first and then go, you know, this is, this is some good stuff right here. That's what we like. So no, it's, it's, it's good and it's going well and we've got a good team behind it as well. So it's good. And so if anyone wants to talk to you 
mm-hmm. um, about any fitness, any of the yep. stuff that we've kind of covered on the podcast, where yep. can they reach you um, through social media and things yep. like that? So yeah, social media, they can go to huntsfitness.com.au. They can, we have an Insta page as well. So it's under um, Hunts Fitness as well. We've got, um, and my, my phone number's there on there as well. So I, people call me all the time about different tips, different things, and what should I do? I want to compete a, a marathon. I can always help out with that. Or you can do it at info at huntsfitness.com.au as well. And then we always respond to those as well. Yep, and so you've got a definitely got a history of uh, training elite people. Yeah. So I think that people can, uh, yeah, if you're yeah. doing training stuff with the army, yep. you've you've probably got a pretty uh, decent base there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's well, and it's and it's just a, it's a functional base as well. It'll get you to where you need to be, and it'll get you, you know, uh, there safe and injury free as well. So it's good. Perfect. Well, I've enjoyed this podcast very yep. uh, much, and hopefully <laughs> I'll do it uh, again before I go back to America. All right, good on you. Cheers, Thanks, mate. Legend. What do you reckon? Good times? Good times.